This is your favorite character sucks with John. Oh, we're going, we're rolling. Matt. And Brandon. A podcast where we look at characters in our favorite books and decide which is the best. Well, not just books, right? Movies, TV shows. Any form of media, really. Yeah. Right. How does one determine... How does one determine media? How does one determine what the best character is? Well, with our extensive literary knowledge and a level of confidence possessed only by an American man, we can we discover, can discover, discover the, answer the answer to any question. Before we begin... My conscience would not let me go on without first saying that this podcast has assumed you are familiar with the series being discussed. If you haven't read, listened to, watched, or gone on an acid trip that has revealed to you the plot of the series under discussion, then you should stop listening now until you've read or watched whatever we're talking about. You have been warned. On today's episode of Your Favorite Character Sucks. Now that's what I call scary. 90s edition. Comma. A discussion about misery, interview with a vampire, Candyman, and Scream. All right. Yeah, it is. All right. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, let's, go. let's do this. All right. We're going to talk about horror. We can start. We can do opening statements. But I do want to say that uh, one thing that's interesting about horror, because everything kind of has like a little wrench gets on it. Like we're talking about comics. There's so many iterations of the characters that that's kind of weird, right? Yeah. Horror... It's like, what is the definition of horror? The broadest sense is like something that scares you, right? Or makes yeah. you feel a uh, little off, unput, like offsettled. Unsettled. Uh, I thought we were only doing off-put, scary unsettled. movies. Scary movies, that's fine. No, I meant the scary movie franchise. Scary. Oh, just scary movies. <laughs> so the, the comedy. There's, yeah, there's the five comedy. of us here. I don't think there's four However, scary movies. However. Right? I wouldn't call that a comedy. It's terrifying. There's <laughs> way more than four. However. Are there? There's like eight scary movies yeah. at this point. There's a lot, yeah. Um, like in the world. I would say that like, I don't know, all the movies we picked are very different. They're within that genre. Because yeah. I do think that yours can go into horror. 90s However, only, right? So you can't, actually, even, even, know. You can't like, even talk about like the book. Because the book was written in the No, I'm not going to so. I might mention the book, but it's not going to go towards my art. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I think yours is more dark fantasy. But I mean, we can we can put it in I think it's horror. Slash like drama. Because I'm not scared of anything that's in that movie. I would say that you there's You should be lot. scared of things in that film, though. And here's why. Okay, we'll start with your character. Yeah. Fine. Matt, you can open up then. Opening statement. Who's your character? Absolutely not. I always go last. <laughs> all right, fine. That's because you don't never. Don't We're not at all. Yeah. yeah. We're not this, at all. This time I am prepared. So let the record state that... Yeah. Uh, one, my character's good because he's good. And two... Wait. Noble? Like he's a good character? Is this the opening statement? No, but also... This is the opening statement. He's making an opening statement. No. I'm just saying. Anyway, I'll go last. All right. <laughs> Who wants? Does anyone want to go first? Does anyone feel like ready to go? Start, I'll start with the guest. Okay, you think start with the guest? So that throws them into. I was gonna let him go first. Why are you don't throwing the, in the bus, sir? You don't want the oh, winning character to go the, first. Give you the privilege. No, I would like to hear how how you present your Andy Wilkes. Statement. Okay, okay, that's a good idea. Yeah. All right. So, honorable mentions. Uh, Gotta go with honorable mentions. Ash from Ash from Evil Dead and the Holy Evil Dead franchise. The only reason. I, he's really strong. I love that character. First of all, I think that Evil Dead, the, the movie by itself, is just one of the best fucking horror films I've ever seen. The first Terrifying. one, insanely scary. I fucking yeah. love it. And then it's so bizarre how they remake it and Almost just make it funny. Almost the same movie. Almost the same movie, but funny. But just hilarious. Yeah. And, and up a lot of the gore in it, which yeah. is amazing. Very bizarre. So I think that Ash, so again, I don't want to pick him because I don't want to be the only white dude to pick the white dude And also, guy. let's be honest, like, a white dude in a cabin with a bunch of people, and his name is Ashley yeah. Williams. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that whole cast, is, that whole cast is also yeah. white, which is going to be an issue no matter what we talk about from the eighties. Are a lot of us um, picking white people? But are we talking eighties or nineties? Um, we're talking nineties. We're talking nineties. Okay, okay. But 
I think Evil Dead. Evil Dead Two should have been late eighties or. Uh, okay, well, never mind. I can't even mention it. It could have been nineteen ninety. I don't know why and I started then, thinking about him. Anymore. That was a terrible. Well, no, because I mean, to fit within the constraints of the. Uh, and then uh, Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness is definitely nineties. But also, he's persisted to this day. Anyway, I also don't want to pick him because I don't think he's a well-rounded character either. I don't think he's like he's not super deep or anything like that. He's just funny. Well, because he's in both of those movies, and it's. They're very different. Yeah. It's hard to yeah. like choose. He's also one. in the series. Unless There's you series. just say yeah. like from the first movie. Yeah. So that's that's how opening statements works. I've made an honorable mention. I haven't even made my opening statement okay. yet. My opening statement is uh, Annie Wilkes because I saw Misery whenever I was a young kid, too young to see it because that's how all horror movies work. You see them when you're too young. You're horrified for the rest of your fucking life. Um, saw Annie Wilkes. My dad encouraged me to watch the scene where he gets hobbled. Oh, um, good scene. <laughs> Fucking Listen, phenomenal. Good father. And, yeah, no, he's a great, great guy. <laughs> Excellent parent. Uh, well, he was great, guy, yeah. yeah. Um, and he wasn't even a great guy, so I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> he is a great guy. He was a great guy. He wasn't even a great guy. <laughs> Just keep qualifying to say he yeah. was a guy. Um, so, Misery, Annie Wilkes, fucking terrifying. I based it off of, like, which character unsettled me, unsettles me the most. And for me... Some of the movies are spooky, like some movies scare me and some concepts scare me, but for me, she is what fucking terrifies me. The character herself. Like, I don't care where I'm at, I could be in any setting, any time, whatever, that character terrifies me. Um, and I do like the movie in general, and I'll talk about that, but Annie Wilkes, for all the reasons I just listed. Unpredictable, fucking it, horrifying. From what I remember of that film, the main mm. character reminds me of the dude from Jaws. Uh, James Caan? Are they different people? They're different people. Oh, okay. They are both oh, you're saying, old, yeah. leathery-skinned white men. Who <laughs> look very see, similar. Um, yeah, I'm just in appearance only, and also maybe even in oh, someone yeah. like I'll talk more about Misery in a minute, but I'll see, let See, for me, I was like, when I saw Misery, I was like, James Caan. Wait, isn't that the guy from Elf? <laughs> he is. That was the only reason oh I knew him God. at that time. I'd why say, did I, I know about Elf before I knew Misery? I had seen him in Misery Wait, before. Wait, we're talking about Elf. How did you live so long without seeing Misery? He's his dad. I'm sure I saw it. I didn't see Misery until I was in college. No, I showed you. I feel like, yeah. I saw it with my mom when I was way too young. Oh, yeah. Like, No, not in theaters, but at the house. Like, And it was it was terrifying. Like Misery's scary. Yeah. And thinking back on it. Also, Killer Clowns from Outer Space was like terrifying for me when I watched it. And then I rewatched it. Isn't that movie corny? Really? It is so hilarious. She just rewatched it and realized that it's not at all terrifying. But you were horrified. I was horrified and I never wanted to watch it again. Yeah. To a child's brain. The clowns look horrifying. Yeah. And then they like pied this one guy and he melts. And I'm like. I should not cool. We should maybe start a tradition of introducing the guests. I mean, you know, that might be a good idea. Probably. So this is what do you want to. We'll only do first names. Sessie, okay. Cecilia, what do you want? Sessie, Cecilia, whatever. Okay. It's fine. Sessie, whatever. And then Lou, <laughs> uh, over here. Louis. 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 Uses government. Louis is Lewis. very important because I have a lot of jokes set up. Ah, uh, real good ones, too. <laughs> the only reason he chose. Okay, so who's going next? Who's going to do their opening statement? Uh, Guests. I mine. Okay. So, Lou, Louis. Uh, so I'm doing Ghostface from the Scream franchise. Wu Tang Clan? <laughs> oh. Can I change? Is it too late? Yeah. No. Damn. He's it's terrifying. He's terrifying, if okay. I'm being honest. That's was true. he featured in any films? Or was, I guess this is not just film. Like, <laughs> Most likely. There's I'm not sure a Wu-Tang like, movie. At least in how high. There's so many <laughs> Wu-Tang people. They've got to yeah. be in a movie somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so I'm doing Ghostface from the Scream franchise, which the reason that I chose Ghostface is because... Very 90s. Very 90s. Definitely a staple of 90s horror. Still iconic to this day. <laughs> and... He's very universal. There's no, it's not, it's not one set character. The there's so many different people who don't don spoil it. No, I'm kidding. You can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who Your whole don, argument now. Yeah. <laughs> Up front, I will uh, say, you know, 
if you haven't seen Scream, Misery, Candyman, or Interview the Vampire, then you should not listen. I'll, I'll say yeah. it. Oh, I haven't seen Candyman. I'm going to have to exit. No, nope. yeah. right, you got to so stay. You give us a second to watch Candyman real fast. Yeah, we'll, yeah, be we'll be right back. Also, it's like 30 years old at this point, so what are you doing? Is it yeah. Yeah. Brand yeah. Yeah. We, just, we just watched it two days ago, and that's what made... Yeah, well, not for the first time, but neither of us remembered it at all. Yeah, And that's what made him Okay, well, we'll get to him next. Yeah, that character also fucking terrified me when I was a kid, but anyway, go ahead. So yeah, just the fact that, like, there's... There's so many different people. It's, the fact that you can't nail him down to one person yeah. is pretty terrifying to me. And then, yeah, the fact that he's iconic. Those are the two biggest reasons. I'm going to go next because I'm also doing a Scream character. Which is crazy. I don't yeah. want to undercut you. But it's just so crazy because there's so many good horror films. Y'all both picked a character from Scream. Okay, anyway, but I am obsessed with Scream. Like, That's I her watch favorite it. horror movie? No, I want y'all to pick the most passionate thing to yeah. so do it. Go so for it. So I picked Randy from Scream, mm-hmm. and I have my reasons. Who's but Randy? Randy's Randy a... is that sub-character. That's I've, seen, like, I've seen Scream like once. Okay, like he's a... in all like he's in the first three movies, and mm-hmm. he's like the nerdy friend. Wait, he's in the first three Wait a minute. He's, he's in the first three movies. What actor plays This him? is what you said. Jamie Kennedy. Yeah. Wait, Jamie Kennedy, right? Can I can I just say real fast that... It's not Matthew Lillard. That's what I was No, no, no. One thing that I thought was hilarious, I was like, man... We have Academy Award nominee Kathy Bates. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, Golden Globe nominee Brad Pitt. And then we have the incomparable Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> Obviously. I was already talking to Lou about how I thought he was a budget Seth Green. Earlier. Yeah, he I'm was like, like, are these guys the same person? Yeah, he was like, is that Seth Green? And I was like, no, that's Jamie Kennedy. And he was like, yeah. wait, what? And I was like, that's who Cecilia is going to talk about. Yeah. yeah. He exed yeah. like, everyone on that set. Yeah. I have to talk that about was, how. That was the show. Okay. The reason why I love the Scream franchise is because for some reason, like, okay, I love horror, mm-hmm. but it's it's kind of comforting to me. I love slashers in mm-hmm. particular because they are, I don't know, it's weird. I do not, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> like, something about people being murdered. But um, I did, like, they bring him back you in the third movie. Yeah, you you forget <laughs> that he's in the third movie because he's only in one scene and he's in a videotape. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he just comes back in a videotape video tape. from like the second yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> and it's uh yeah, it's ridiculous. He's like, if I was murdered, then you're watching this. Oh shit. And yeah, so cool. I love that character because he uh, breaks the fourth wall and then he. Uh-huh. Like gives you the Wait, entire movie format. Okay, of, yeah, yeah. Like what's gonna happen? He's the, play by the first play. instance he, of like that. Yeah, that's the, the first I remember. He's of, like, the character the meta type that of uh, like shows the rules. Like talks exactly. about the rules. Exactly. In the first yeah. One. Okay. So he yeah, he's the voice of Wes Craven. Yeah. Of, so it just like first of all that movie. movie was supposed to be kind of comedic anyway, but yes. it was so terrifying to yeah. everyone. He's that like he's that break of comedy that yeah. was meant to be. I guess how people were supposed to perceive it. Yeah, and that's this is what I was going to talk about when I was going to talk about, like, you know, basic horror, like it's trying to scare you, right? But then if a good horror film needs to have other layers to it. Like, yeah, either I be agree. funny at moments or, like, I think yours gets into more, like, intellectual territory and, like, The problem cultural. with Scream is, like... Nothing. The worst thing yeah. that can do... <laughs> that Ghostface can do to you is just kill you, which I'm fine with. Yeah. Like, if he kills me, then I'm just dead. Like, yeah. who gives a shit? So and like, you know how you're gonna die. It's yeah, like exactly. You're gonna get stabbed. Like, yeah, it'll suck for a little bit, but like, stabbing hurts. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. And he never like really just full on like he always stabs them in like the guts. So you like really just die. But, <laughs> so, but that's fine. Yeah. Because the worst thing that can happen to you in Scream is you just die. That's why I guess I've never gotten into like those particular types of films. Also, why were more people what? saved? Huh? Did you believe in like, uh, are, like infinite lives? Is that an Asian person joke? Yeah, it, it wasn't until now, but yeah. yeah but now it is. So you're saying why, like, if you did just suffer a stabbing, why did not, why did more people not live? Yeah, like, why didn't, why weren't there yeah. more survivors in Scream? Like, 
Yeah, they all bled out it, very quickly. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, they would get stabbed in the gut, but they'd still die instantly. But yeah. realistically, I think you die very slowly over like It'd 20, take like days. Days, I think it's like nah, not days. Uh, 20, 30 bleed minutes. Bleed out pretty If you, yeah. if you, if you get like an artery. Organs. Yeah. I know the guys, some, some of them get cut in the neck, right? Someone yeah. stabbed me in the gut real quick. Let's figure it out. Yeah, let's, let's time this. Let's see how quickly he dies. Um, oh, we'll maybe? put this out in your own. I thought you were about to segue into your character. Are you going to let Bran go first? Or oh, you... I go last. Well, because your Sorry. character, that would have been a perfect segue because you're oh, like, of course, yeah. you know, the worst thing I can have I want an that. imperfect segue. Okay, go ahead, Bran. <laughs> All right. <laughs> were, were you even done, or did we just kind of move away? No, no, no. That's no I thought that was a pretty good opening segue. There's a lot of points that I made. And you're gonna, we're going to get back Don't to it. Don't allow yourself episode, to be bulldozed at The all. whole episode could be me just talking about screen. We're going to get back to it. Yeah, so. okay. Just saying, we get off topic. Well, yeah. 40% of this episode should be about screen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I see. It, yeah. it should yeah. be. God dang. Twenty twenty. So that's yeah. Exactly. Twenty minutes. But if you go by like like contemporary American distribution of wealth. <laughs> All right. So anyways, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be doing Helen from, <laughs> from the hit '90s movie Candyman. Uh, two main reasons. One, it's the most recent horror movie I've watched. <laughs> Simple as you that. got a short memory. <laughs> Simple as that. Like a fucking goldfish. <laughs> Unlike Lou and Sessie, I'm not like that goldfish. Like the sailor scares me. Fan, so you know, I just got to stick with what I most recently watched. Yeah. Secondly, I feel like I really understand this character as a grad student who has not completed her thesis. <laughs> God damn. So, hardcore. Okay. So oh you know, God. I can kind of understand her motivations. Uh, to <laughs> so you're saying you would go into like previous crime scenes to finish your thesis, well, right? I understand, yeah. but I admire her because you would not. Do yeah, she actually puts in the work. She You have to put in a lot less effort yeah. and still won't. Yeah, you don't exactly. have to risk your life to finish your but, thesis. But exactly. To be fair, a lot less interesting of a topic. <laughs> yeah. True. True. If your thesis was Canada. on was on urban legends. Yeah, you can knock that out, no problem. For the record, okay. and all the viewers, his thesis was on the uh, Aleutian Goose. Oh, okay. Uh, right? The yeah, Aleutian just the, the Canadian Aleutian Goose. Yeah, and they're uh, specifically when they migrate to Northern California. <laughs> so actually, the exact <laughs> same thesis as Helen from Canada. It's actually yeah, very similar. I mean, yeah, just yeah if you think about the similarities, it's actually kind of So you, you, about you relate the way it affects the environment. <laughs> so it's you relate to Helen. You relate to Helen. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, and... I guess I'll just I'll get more into it later, but I think the connection between her and Candyman is very interesting. I think so. It's a it's a very different connection between like a victim and a killer mm-hmm. in a movie. Yeah, for it's sure. not it's not I don't, I don't I feel like I've not seen anything like that. Like in fact, I well you see Candyman. I don't Shut think she. <laughs> there Candyman. there are some issues with this theory, but I'm actually going to argue that she is. Candyman. She's the yeah, one doing there, the killing. There, yeah, that's an issue that could be. And so that's why there. I think it's yeah. especially. I feel like okay. my knowledge of Candyman, like for the amount of distance between me having viewed Candyman and having this conversation, is not sufficient to chime in at any point. So, yeah, 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 here you are. Which so, is why I'm covering a character. But I'm that still going to. Yeah. <laughs> no, our confidence exceeds yeah, exactly. our, our, ability. our abilities, yeah. our skills, our talents. Yeah, and that. I will say this episode is a little more difficult because we're covering oh four God. different movies instead that's, of just That's what one. I was going to say is like, yeah, again, back to what I was saying about the defining the, the genre is like, yeah, we're almost like going with horror that's on different sides of the spectrum too. Yeah. So we'll have to figure out which one's the best. And know. contrary to the title of this cast, uh, according to John, the main character of Misery is actually the best character. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah, we I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. 
Your okay. your favorite character sucks. Mine is. is but everyone's best. favorite character is. Is uh, uh, Annie Wilkes. Annie Wilkes. Yeah. Oh shit! So your favorite character sucks. If it's Annie Wilkes, that means she sucks. So you're defeating me with the logic of the title of the podcast. Yeah. Okay, so basically, so I just got, got jujitsu. I just got judo. already done. I just got judo out of the. Event. So okay. basically, what I'm saying is, I'm trying to reallocate. She's been working the, on that for two weeks. The, the speaking time. Uh, so now we're gonna go 50% scream. So I've increased everybody's equity here. What about the one, the top one percent? Because you said it was American distribution. Oh shit! Well, we need a hundred people on the cast. What was that? All right. Well, I think the cast could probably do without the uh, Bernie impressions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were also talking about Andrew Yang because it always comes up when you talk about Bernie. Who's your character? Yeah, go go into your uh, character, please. Anyway, You're the only one left. Talking about speaking about people who you can relate to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in a lot of ways, I can relate to not only Brad Pitt but his, <laughs> <laughs> but his character uh, Lewis from Interview. Um, and the What's thing his is, full like, name, by the way, because you said it, and I, I, I didn't know his last he go- name. He googled that. That's why I said that wasn't. I, I that wasn't. Really he didn't paste it up. It's from like Louis Dupont, uh, Duloc or something like that. I have also read the book, by the way. So I'm snooty. Yeah, but so we're not talking about snooty. the book because so this it's, guy it's over here. They didn't mention the last name in the book. No, they do. I don't remember. Also, okay, that's offensive to us. I was gonna say, if he's French, wouldn't it be Louis? Yeah, yeah, I probably would, but how do they pronounce? No, because I can, no, 100% I can, I can make Louis fun of the film. They always call him yes. Louis. Yeah, it's, it's not Louis. It's okay, well then, Louis. <clears throat> I can make fun of. Well, in that uh, case, so you're all ninety percent of his <laughs> argument okay, was so, because it was Louis and Louis. Uh, so that you got to pick a new character. Ninety-five percent of my content just went down the drain. <laughs> but, but I'll have you know that he's a good character for other reasons, and I can still relate to him. Oh, he's a great character. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I want to know how you relate. I'm not going to roast anybody's character. Oh, I love everyone's character. Much like, you know, Brad Wait, the Pitt. character or just Brad Pitt? He no, said both. Yeah, oh, both. both. We'll like, yeah. uh, Both, like, insanely attractive dudes. <laughs> um, like, really into, like... Louie and Brad Pitt? Art and <laughs> literature. Yeah, I'm talking about the three of us. Oh, like, um, A lot of way, like, you know, like, the three musketeers. Except, like, one of us is fictional... <laughs> Uh, one of us is unlike the two others. Yeah, Brad Pitt's definitely not real. Yeah, <laughs> there's no way. Wait, there's no way Brad Pitt's real. Those have you seen his abs on Troy? Yeah, exactly. That the is Troy. You are not him. So the point I'm trying to make Club? is, oh, he's yeah. literally not real in Fight Club. <laughs> yeah, he is. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, not Brad Damn. Pitt. That's yeah. a different episode. Dude. Yeah, Brad Pitt isn't in Fight Club. I might have to cut that spoiler. Out. So the point is, Brad Pitt isn't in Fight Club. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Mm-hmm. So we're we're like going full circle That's on true. the uh, okay the head game thing. All right. So interview. Um, interview with the vampire. Yes. Because some people might not. Know. Oh, true. Um, but then if you're listening to this, yeah, so you I should know. Yeah. I think that because you said it's not really like a traditional horror film. No. But it's like dark fantasy, but we'll, it is dark fantasy, yeah. and there are aspects of horror, I guess, because it. It has vampires, but also it's like intellectual horror because a lot of the things that are like addressed in the interview are like the existential nature of like vampires and even like humans and when those two things like cross together. And that's the thing I actually relate to because it's like – I feel like you're like at the beginning he's like too cowardly to like kill himself, but he's looking for another way out. And so I feel that on a very, very deep level. You know what I'm saying? So like in a lot of ways you're just like – You want to be a vampire. The, no, uh, because then you look at what happens when he becomes a vampire and you realize that it's, like, so much worse. This episode is very quickly going to devolve into just a, uh, like, a, a counseling yeah. session where we try yeah. to this talk was the, Matt this off was, the ledge. No, I this said it when I walked this in the, the door. Yeah, yeah, this is an intervention. I yes. heard it as um, soon as I walked in the door. So, yeah, lots of awesome characters yeah. from interview. Yeah, Lestat is but the... But Louis, yeah. I do like Lestat a lot. Lestat is the guy. Well, Lestat's and, and good also. The second... 
interview with the vampire book is all about Lestat. And well, we can't talk about the books. That's fine. That's fine. I'm just mentioning it offhand. It's it's a very good book, um, and it's really cool. It gets in a lot of the history and stuff like that. But anyway, we Lestat is read. Okay, Lestat. Yeah, Ooh, must be nice to be able to. <laughs> those Anne Rice books are really good, and actually, the movie is a very very close. Uh, it's it's a very good adaptation. The movie's good. The movie's a great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm saying it's a good adaptation of the book as well. Um, but Lestat makes him a vampire. You know, a little bit against his will. He's not it's really. Like it's, it's not against it's, his yeah. will. Well, Lestat is not a good vampire. He agrees to it. Yeah, but, but it's like if you're inebriated, like can yeah. you really like fully consent? Right. Like, but does a vampire even care? Well, they is do. Is it like the duty of a they vampire? They do. Lestat should not be doing that. Um, other vampires are a lot less cavalier. Like Lestat is doing the shit, and then he also makes um, Kirsten Dunst's character a vampire for Louis, which other vampires would also she not was do. In that film, and it's also watched it. it's also arguably really fucked up. And I mean, Kirsten. Dunst oh, no, makes messed the, up. She too. makes the point. She's like, I'm trapped in a fucking 13 year old's body, yeah. and no, I'm it's, and I'm a hundred years old now. And it sucks for her. But yeah, the scariest part of that movie, because now we, well, we'll get into the general discussion now. The scariest part of that movie for me is not even like the vampires doing stuff. It's, well, I guess they are doing this. But like whenever Kirsten Dunst and the woman that, you know, becomes like his de facto, well, not even his wife. Kirsten Dunst makes him make, caretaker. make a, yeah, a I don't mom. know the character's yeah. name, but yeah. She, so a mom for Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. And uh, when they not get... Not for Kirsten Dunst, for the character. When I, the <laughs> when the vampires in... <laughs> Kirsten Dunst has a mother. Yeah, that's true. So, she does. Yeah. I, I just don't, I don't know her name either. either. A mother so who thrust her into a vampire movie at the age of 13. <laughs> so, But it did her good. Yeah, I guess so. Because then she got the Spider-Man bit. Yeah. Leading to Spider-Man I mean, 3. Before Spider-Man, she, uh, she was in a lot of good stuff. Kirsten Dunst has a lot of iconic roles. I was going to say also, before we moved on, because you were talking about like how it's not just a horror film. I almost see Interview of the Vampire as like a tragedy. There's a it's lot a of very like, tragic stories. There's a yeah. lot of elements in there. No, it yeah. sucks. Um, but yeah, whenever Kirsten Dunst and that and that woman get put into that thing by the other vampires and, they, and the sun the burns them, through, yeah. that is fucking horrible. It's, no, it's, it's oh, yeah. sad it's like, and it's horrifying. It's, it's really sad. fucked up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the, yeah, I'm not gonna say in the book anymore. Yeah. Can I just it's, say a shout out to uh, what we do in the shadows? Yeah. Oh, that show. Yes. So they, uh, they also do that. Parodied. Yeah, that that tunnel bit, and they just mm. put an umbrella over it. Nope. And also, one of the characters talks about how he turned a baby into a vampire, and everybody's just like, that's the most fucked up thing you can do. What are you talking about? He's like, I thought it would be funny. (laughs) This is John here. Just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's listened to these first few episodes of Your Favorite Character Sucks. Hopefully by now you've started following us at Your Favorite Character Sucks on Twitter and Instagram. Maybe you even subscribed, rated, liked, and reviewed the podcast wherever you listen to it. But there's one other way that you could help us spread the podcast that hasn't existed since brick-and-mortar video rental stores, and that's word of mouth. Tell your friends about us. Let them know. Here at Your Favorite Character Sucks, we try to do a variety of episodes. Coming soon, we're going to have a Game of Thrones episode. Who doesn't like Game of Thrones, except for the last few episodes? We'll have more horror like this one. We plan on doing Lord of the Rings and much more. So please, once again, spread the word, let people know, and join us at Your Favorite Character Sucks on Instagram and Twitter, where you can let us know what show, series, movie, book you want us to do next. Because I'll tell you right now, we are running out of ideas. All right, back to the show. Annie Wilkes is, I think, a great character, besides being horrifying. Have and we I think, moved on to the next phase? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all introduced our characters. Or did you have more opening statements? Oh, absolutely not. I'm just, <laughs> curious, as to, I'm just curious as to why well, John just like Annie Wilkes, take the conversation. Just like Annie Wilkes, I'm bipolar, and, uh, and you know, I don't know. I, I have mood swings. I have mood and, swings, yeah. yeah. Willing to um, hobble people to exactly, prevent them from... Exactly. 
So I don't know if you guys know this, but the four of us are in fact hobbled right now. Oh, yeah. Just to be in, just to, we John, wanted to John's get forcing us to make. Oh this God, I've chained you all up. Like yeah. that's the other thing about it. So okay, so all the different genres of horror, right? We got dark fantasy. That's where it's coming from. This, you don't even see like real blood and gore or anything. Almost the entire movie until like the last twenty minutes or so. It's a fucking terrifying movie because you just don't know what she's capable of, and also it's this crippling fear of being crippled. Of of he he's injured. As to the cool thing is like, okay, there's monsters and, and there's a mythology and there's like a, a mysterious murderer, right? Annie Wilkes is powerful only because James Caan is weak and injured. And it's just such a terrifying situation to be... Um, well, she's also like physically powerful. Whenever you... Because like I, I've broken an ankle before and I couldn't play basketball and you literally feel demoralized and you feel worthless and stuff like that whenever you can't go do something. And it's so like just being stuck in a bed while somebody who is not really a powerful person necessarily, but has power over you, it's fucking horrifying to think about. It, it, it's just so uh, terrifying. But also she's a great character because she's a good character. Like, when he goes and, like, finds information about her news clippings that she, like, before had maybe had miscarriages and then purposefully was killing, like, babies because she's a nurse, right? Oh, it unravels very slowly. And, it, and it apparently is a drug addict, like, using the drugs from uh, her access to drugs, like, on James Conn, but also on herself, like... That character has a lot of depth to it. She's fucking nuts, um, but also has like some reasons behind like why she would want to take care of somebody, why she would be a caretaker because she like lost children in the past or whatever. And then yeah, the biggest fan thing. I think it's so perfect because it has stayed. Uh, it has only grown in relevance. I feel like since that movie came out, uh, because like shortly after that, uh, Silence of the Lambs. Which by the way, shout out Silence of the Lambs. Hannibal Lecter. Nobody did Hannibal Lecter. But that's. That's a pretty cool character. He doesn't scare me so much as I just think he's very interesting and cool. Mm. Like, I'm never, like, terrified of him. The scariest part of that movie, I guess, is, like, Buffalo Bill in the dark. Yeah, it's cool because <laughs> right? he's not even, like, the main villain, necessarily. No. He, he creeps you out, and he's, like, a mastermind, but I'm not scared of him. That always tripped me out, actually, because I, whenever I finally saw Silence of the Lambs, yeah, I, I always assumed that... Hannibal Lecter was the villain, and that yeah. was the entire point of the movie. Mm. And then when it starts out with Buffalo Bill, I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah. Yeah. And then like as it, as it unravels, I was like, "He's in a cell the whole time. Yeah. So, he can't even do anything. So Why are we scared of him?" So many quotable Buffalo Bill lines. Literally everything Buffalo Bill says in that movie is quotable. Like, I'd fuck me. Would you? Oh fuck yeah, me? I'd fuck me. One hundred percent. It puts the lotion in the basket. Yeah. Uh, Not one hundred percent is it quotable. One hundred percent would I fuck him? Looking. Look, oh, okay. Uh, is she a great big fat person? Like, it, oh every, god, that would have made me so uncomfortable. It's so good, man. Uh, also, we, we only put this couch in my van. Like, it's just so creepy. Um, yeah, I don't like that dude's voice. And we're <laughs> we're not supposed to like make points to support your character, right? I was going to say I, well, I, I have some stuff I'm, to say about yeah, about like, Andy. I want to switch. It's not a competition. No, we all have our own. No, it's not uh, a competition. We support. We support. Yeah, we hype everyone. Up, so. I, when 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 Brandon surprised me with Draco Malfoy in the first Harry Potter, I pushed Draco Malfoy. Oh, I was like, hell, Draco sure. Malfoy. Yeah. So, and when uh, who did you do? It was Dolores Umbridge. Yeah. We were all like. Fuck Dolores Umbridge. Like, we were like, yeah, yeah she's a fucking... Like, we were all... Yeah, gonna, so yeah if you like another character, and I like yeah. all these, so yeah, I'm gonna... I'm gonna like, for up. a terrifying character, mm-hmm. because that really... Yeah, that's such a terrifying character, yeah. because it causes so much, like, psychological anxiety, yes. and, like, that's what horror should do. Uh-huh. So, I also, kudos, that's a great character. Going back, to the, going back to the, like, depth of her character, I also love how she's got this, like moral code and it really it's it's Stephen King because Stephen King it's him taking the critics the fans who are critics and like you should be less dirty in your work whatever and so like it, it's like okay 
what if this person was so morally, like, more like you, but also a killer? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. she's so against him cussing. She's so against, like, anything uh, too risque happening. But then she's willing to hobble this dude, so he'll write his novel. It's so... It's fucking horrifying. It's basically yeah. Stephen King's worst nightmare. It's a it's yeah. a wolf in sheep's clothing. It's a wolf in sheep's clothing, and, and that's terrifying. Yeah. The two things that I love most about her is just the it's like the ultimate portrayal of obsession. Mm-hmm. I mean, the obsession that she has for him yeah. is terrifying. Yeah. And it just shows how far she goes. And also, yeah, just like the she's like a spider too. That like he fell into her trap. I feel like she's isolated herself after making all those murders when she yeah. was younger, and then she was like, oh my god, I, or did she move out there because she knows that he writes out there? You know what I mean? I don't think so. You know what I'm saying? I think she happened to be out there. Like, I think that's just dude, where she lives. when she burns his fucking manuscript, horrifying. That's the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. No joke. Like, imagine All writing, of that hard work. <laughs> no, imagine writing 300 pages of work and then somebody lighting a match to it. it you can, and James Conn plays it so well, you can see the look in his face. It's so fucking painful. It really is, because like I, I can tell you right now, like uh, whenever the the floods were happening a couple weeks ago, and I was imagining like my computer getting flooded and me losing all of the writing that I've done, I my I seriously was getting depressed just thinking about it because it's such an amount of work. Fucked up, dude. Lighting on fire is so fucked up. The other thing is like yeah, how quickly because you mentioned she was bipolar and yes. just how quickly she snaps in that movie. Kathy yes. Bates, holy Kathy Bates won an she, Oscar. She yeah, should have. Yeah. She did. She won an Academy Award for that one. And yeah, I mean the way that she snaps like that, like she can it. Like the emotion apparently, drains from her face. Apparently, she cried on set a lot. Like she, she had a trouble playing the character because she was she, she didn't like the violent parts. Like after doing the hobbling scene, she cried. They said because she was like it was just too much uh, to take on that role. And also, like her and James Con did not get along. So like the animosity came from a very real place. Like the it didn't. I mean that's what <laughs> really? I read. Why? Uh, James Caan and her have completely different acting styles is what I was reading. What does that mean? And uh, she comes from more of a theater background and she wanted to rehearse and he did not want to rehearse. He felt like you do it. You you embody the character and then you do it. And uh, she was complaining to Rob Reiner about it and like getting upset Rob Reiner uh, Holy shit, it. Rob Reiner directed Rob Reiner that directed film. it, which is his, it's his only <laughs> Rob Reiner does so many different movies that are He does a lot of different movies. Hell. Yeah. Um, when Harry Met Sally and and, and Misery, um, he did um, Stand by Me, Stand by Me, which is yeah, Stephen King. The same story. Stephen King yeah. wanted they, he wanted Very Rob similar. Reiner. And by the way, the reason Rob Reiner uh, directed the film, it was going to be another director, but the other director wanted to keep the hobbling scene in the book the same as in the movie. The hobbling scene in the book, she takes an axe and she cuts off his fo- his foot, not both. She cuts off a foot because that's what hobbling actually was. Yeah. Um, people that would steal from the mines to punish them, they'd cut their feet off, and then they would make them like now you're going to be in a sitting thing, like loading stuff instead of that is you know, terrifying. Yeah. So um, he, the, the first director wanted to keep that. Um, he wanted to stay true to the book, but other people didn't want to. Like I think Kathy Bates and other people didn't really want to do the axe thing. And so he left the project, and Rob Reiner did it, and he found a way to do it without the axe. Well, I think the I think way that they did it was yeah, even more terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, Especially oh, because, like you said... Sledgehammer? God and just, damn. Like, the, like you said, there's really no blood up until the end of that movie. And yes. even in the hobbling scene, oh, man. there's you, no blood. You nah. just see his foot literally We will bend. go on to the other characters, yeah. but man, when the cop shows up, the cop that they set up to be such an awesome character the whole movie, he shows up and just fucking blasts it from blasted. behind. That's it's so hard. Yeah, Rip, that guy was... Oh he was one of the best characters God. for sure. And yeah, when that happens, it's, it's like, only like three characters. The other thing about that is the movie has this like steady fucking horror the whole time of just like, what is she going to do? Finally, the sledgehammer thing happens. That's crazy. Big spike. The guy gets shot. Big spike. And then the last fight scene between her and James Caan, she gets like bludgeoned in the head yeah. with a fucking typewriter. And then like a paperweight thing like in the face. She is messed up yeah. and like still, it's horrifying. He gouges her eyes out and yeah. it's pretty graphic. I think that... That's the opposite of what you say. She is, in fact, physically shown. 
No, yeah. No human can Well, take but that. he still had lame legs at that point. He still wasn't able to walk. He was, like, crawling around. Even yeah, at that but point. even still, I think that... No, she was a bull. She was a bull. Even she's yet. a beefy... She's just very powerful. She's yeah. a beefy lady, for sure. And also, <laughs> uh, I, you know, you were telling me, I think, about Castle Rock, how this second season yeah. is going to be all about her. And I looked at some scenes of... Uh, what's her name? Uh, Lizzie Kaplan. Lizzie Kaplan playing her? Looks does pretty, a good job. Pretty good. Does there's a, good a scene. Job. There's a scene they show where like the light hits her eyes, and she's doing this like wide eye thing, and it looks just like Kathy Bates with the wide eyed expression. Wait, what are you guys talking about? Uh, Lizzie Castle Cap- on Castle Rock, which is like the Castle Stephen Rock. King universe, a television show that's like Stephen King universe. On she's Hulu. playing a young uh, Annie Wilkes, and, and in that uh, one they give her the backstory of actually having a child. Yeah, they give her who, a different like, backstory. Yeah, is that a name for the Stephen King universe? It's Castle Rock. You know why they call it Castle Rock? Because Castle Rock is Rob Reiner's film company, and Stephen King trusted his movies with with Rob Reiner's film company. I think is that it's, true? It's Castle Rock is the name of Rob Reiner's film company, so I think so. This just seems like idle speculation. Yeah, Rob Reiner is, but he gave him Stand by Me, and he gave him Misery, and he he didn't want to give anybody Misery except for Rob Reiner. So, but anyway, let's but talk I, about other characters. And now. it worked out. It worked. It was fucking good. I'm gonna change my character to uh, the snow in misery. <laughs> the snow. The snow is a bad guy. The when snow, he, the snow when he like first crashes and he's like kind of imprisoned. Yeah, pretty terrifying. Just no. sets off the whole chain of events. The snow is so. basically also, the Mary Pippin of. Also, all right, all right. Sorry. Last That's word. Last word. She is the only. The other thing that's horrifying about her is she is his only connection to the outside world, and she's a fucking liar. I mean, just think about that psychologically, because that's almost like the Plato's uh, cave kind of thing of like, I, I'm getting information, but I can't trust it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't know what's real. That's horrifying. Yeah. You don't know what's real. And you're just ima- immediately assuming that she, you know, she's being honest at first. And then you slowly start to f- realize, oh, my God, this bitch is fucking lying from the get go. It's so painful. It's well, so crippling. I don't want us crippling. to cuss when we talk about it. Debil- okay, just, I won't cuss. Yeah. yeah, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, God. It's just very dirty funny. bird. You dirty bird. <laughs> Yeah. Co- cock-a-duty she says cock uh, just a yeah. really good film non, she makes non-cuss words terrifying yeah, yeah for sure when she says something's cock duty I'm like oh god she's gonna fucking kill someone yeah alright <laughs> anyway should we move on to Scream yeah let's do Scream let's, let's do Scream so we're doing okay. we're on our 51st minute now I'll uh I'll do I'll talk about Ghostface first I guess yes um because I'm definitely gonna have more to say about Randy also afterwards. I don't have... I, I feel like I don't have this much to say about Randy, oh. but go it's on. Fine, it's fine. What are you talking about? Jamie character didn't bring enough depth to that? I don't think depth is on the same level. Yeah. So sure. yeah. Kathy Bates. My character has depth, but ain't no one... I was talking about this in the, in the message. Ain't no one dressing up as fucking Annie Wilkes yeah. today. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. And I'm not saying Jamie Kennedy is, but... I dress up as Jamie Kennedy every weekend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's but just my aesthetic. What I'm saying, yeah. also, and that's what I'm saying about the types of horrors. Like, mine is, like, psychological and all that stuff. And you expect a deep character in that, right? Mm-hmm. But a meta-comical horror, you want a meta-comical character. And, and your character is that. And so. somebody who so, moves along the plot, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, basically, let's just talk about let's talk him about, right now. Let's talk about <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, basically, he's the one who made the whole movie. And, like, they bring him back in the third the third movie, mm-hmm. um, and then even is the, the third fourth... movie '90s, uh, 2000. Isn't the third uh, movie the worst yeah. one I've heard? I've heard the third one is the worst one. Um, I actually love. Okay, I love all of them. <laughs> I don't like the second one as much. From what I was I reading today, like first and fourth. Actually, you know what? The boyfriend's like Jerry O'Connell. I, yeah, I don't like his face. Just Jerry face. O'Connell is fucking beautiful. Yeah, also, I hate Jerry... his face, and he I'm ruins the whole O'Connell. movie for me. Okay. Okay. So the I second will say, one, actually, the third one standards. is considered like by critics to be the worst one. Jerry, what? Jerry O'Connell. But by audience, he's from Stand by Me. He's the fat kid from Stand by Me. But how much meta can you get when you're in a movie set about the movie yeah, that yeah, you're yeah. in? Like, Jerry, well, but also, also, there's always another. The second one is the least. 
Sliders. Yeah, it wasn't Jerry O'Connell on Sliders. Yeah, nineteen ninety-five to two thousand. I don't know. What it's a sci-fi. It's a sci-fi series. I'll talk about it later. Slider sounds like it should be like an American baseball film. Yeah, that's how sliders be about a food truck. Sliders, and small hamburgers. <laughs> food trucks in the nineties. Oh, yeah, they get a remote, and when you push the buttons, it takes you to to a different dimension. And then it gets broken, and then they keep pushing buttons, and it takes them to random dimensions. They're trying to get back to our dimension. Same yeah, it's not interesting. Also, they Sign had food trucks in the nineties. They just weren't as true. It wasn't hit. True, you'd true. get like a hot dog. True. Yeah. Well, yeah. You and if like you go to New York, cart. yeah, New York is like hot dog. Cart. Cart. I don't like, believe yeah, that's true. Food. No, I, I saw. Uh, I don't believe. I don't believe that's the case. Oliver definitely, and Company. There's a hot dog guy. In the 90s. Yeah, there's especially in New York. There was like if someone can produce one shred or iota of evidence right at this moment, then I'll believe you. But otherwise, we'll get into a New York movie. A New York movie. We'll find it. Okay. I will never believe in food trucks before the 2000s. They're like unicorns. Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, Jamie real, Kennedy, what's his name? Yeah, I keep forgetting his actual name because uh, all I'm thinking of is Jamie Kennedy. Randy. Randy. Randy, yeah, I was like, Randy. stumped me. So, this character's already let me on just also, because I definitely want to, I want to talk about him also because you went straight to the third movie where he's in the, uh, you know, mm-hmm. he's in like a videotape. Are you mansplaining Randy to her right now? <laughs> yeah, right? It's My actually shit. kind of messed oh, Look. I'm sorry, Woo. why do you know the movie Scream? Wait, is it because your older sister... Oh yeah. Also, this oh, is my little brother. Oh, now some more relations so, are unfolding. Okay, like um, you didn't know that they were related before. Yeah. They, are, they are related. Little bits and pieces coming out of drama. We got our own yeah. horror yeah. psychological thing. All right, all right. So Cecilia was saying that she didn't have a lot of arguments present, so I was trying to help her out. No, no, no. Please, but no, please. you you sink out there, you bitch. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Make language, my point for me, okay? You dirty bird. Dirty bird. No, I mean in the first movie, he yeah he he establishes the rules. For horror in general, yeah, which is amazing because is that the video store scene? Are they like in the video store? There's a video store scene, but they're in a house, right? Yeah, there's a video store scene at first, and then they're also in the house at the big party. What is video store? Actually, Said there's only enough space in the world for either food trucks or video stores. <laughs> it was video stores failed that food trucks could then become They're like Transformers that converted to food yeah, trucks. Exactly. So every blockbuster okay. that died out there uh, became a food truck. Yeah, yeah, you're, okay. you're now on some hipster like Korean fusion like <laughs> yeah. burger food truck. I'm sorry. Uh, you did not die for that. I still have my blockbuster I can, card. I can do two things. I can rewind VHS tapes or I can make a mean fucking fusion taco. Yeah, kimchi fries or some yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, kimchi yeah. fries are worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah worth that. The death of Ron <laughs> obviously was worth kimchi Justified. fries. Yeah. So Randy defines horror. Um, yeah, so... In a movie, oh, that's God, horror. I forgot. You were talking about the, the house party scene. Oh, yeah. Which so is when he really establishes it. Well, like, throughout the whole thing, he's kind of, like, giving little bits. But, yeah. But uh, I forgot my whole point that yeah, I was Yeah, I think making. at the beginning, he goes, he like, it's there in a classroom, right? And he's, like, talking about it, right? That's in the second one. Oh, it's in the second one. Yeah, that's in the second one. In the first one, he... In the movie in the movie scene... Or, I'm sorry, the... Movie the house scene. He talks oh. about how Billy is definitely the killer, and he explains his mm-hmm. le- his logic behind it. But in the house party scene, they're watching the original Halloween, mm. and he uses that as an example as to why the rules apply and how they apply. Wes Craven yeah. didn't make Halloween, right? Well, it's- no, that was uh, John Carpenter. That was the point I was trying to make. Like you know, slashers were so big in the '80s, and then that was a way to revamp it for the '90s, and like that character. 
paid like homage to like mm-hmm. this is the format that we're following. Uh, we are doing this now. Yeah, you know, well, like this it. is what's <laughs> happening next. And even though you know what's coming, yeah. you're still on edge because you're like, is that what's gonna happen? Well, you don't trust. Is it. Billy the Killer? It's, it's like, smart because yeah, it's like uh, another fucking slasher film. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. probably the, the the thought process by people yeah. going to see that movie, and then they they push it at you like uh, you know you think it's gonna be another slasher film. But we're gonna what point is? it. We're gonna point it out. It is gonna be another slasher film. But because they point it out, you start to doubt whether or not. Like you're like, yeah, huh, you don't know it? if you should expect what's yeah, coming next yeah. because it's like he, so he muddies formulated. the waters. He muddies mm-hmm. the waters. Yeah. And yeah. like you said, yeah. it was it was intended to be a spoof. It wasn't even intended to be like a it was supposed to be film. scary movie. But everyone yeah. was you terrified. Know, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. A scary movie. By the way, there wouldn't be any scary movies that weren't for Scream because yeah. the first scary movie exactly. is pretty much Scream with other things added to it. Yeah. Um, and again, he and so we can probably say that Scream is we should not have Scream because yeah, we should not have scary movies either. Scary movie. We did not need any scary <laughs> we movies. We just actually, yeah, disproved our own. We just ruined our characters. <laughs> I would say out of like seven scary movies, there's like five good jokes or good bits. I'm like just saying maybe this, this logic um, is getting very circular. Blockbuster. Yeah. The longer gave we birth, talk, the more proving all of our characters wrong. Yeah. Except Blockbuster mine, gave but, birth yeah. to food trucks. Thank God. But uh, yeah. Scream gave birth to Scary Movie, and yeah. we've never been the same. Yeah. Okay, well, you have to just opt out, okay? Yeah. Like, no one makes you guys watch Scary Movie. If you did it to yourself, you did it to yourself. In the 1990s, Scream blew the doors off the horror genre by taking a meta approach at the slasher film. It didn't take itself too seriously, and yet was still satisfyingly scary. If you loved Wes Craven's fourth wall breaking Scream series, then you're gonna love his new podcast, where Wes Craven and other stars act out a slasher thriller. Wes Craven has promised that 74% of the podcast is dedicated to horror referencing fourth wall breaking dialogue, while the other 26% is just the sound effect of knives penetrating flesh. What's more meta than a director and actor referencing his movies in a podcast about horror, about movies that are about horror? Well, just look behind you? What is that? No. No, don't. No, Wes, please, no. I get what you're doing, but I don't think the audience will. Ah! Just so that you know, um, for Candyman, Jordan Peele is actually, uh, his, he's it. not going to direct it. Oh, but he's going to do uh, Candyman? They're, they're remaking Candyman. Oh, no way. And it's going to be with Monkey Paw, which is his uh, production company. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know. You know who is going to be the star, though? Not Candyman, but who's going to star as... You the know, victim or whatever. It's it um, Lakeith Stanfield. Oh. Ooh. He's going to play the guy nice. from uh, Atlanta. The guy from Atlanta. He was in... Uh, he was in, in Get Out. He Get was the Out. one that gets kidnapped first. He's our example of a, of a black dude who's gotten his mind Oh, he was over. in a not... What's that other one? Not to Bother You or whatever? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry yeah. to Bother You. Sorry yeah. to Bother You. Yeah. So let's He's, talk um, about uh, Candyman. Wait, we're not... Oh, wait, did you want to go to stream? Yeah, we're still... Are we doing Scream in we order? Let's cool. right, talk about Annie Wilson. I'm going to go ahead. I'm just going to go ahead. Let's keep going. Yeah, so uh, right back around. <laughs> to, get, to get that ratio, we'd have to talk about all these characters for like 30 minutes each because we talked about Annie <laughs> Wilson for so long. But anyway, go ahead. No, well, go face. I guess I don't really have a We're not even going to talk about Randy. No, yeah. no, no, yeah. We're, I think Randy's... I mean, he's he's not... A super in-depth character. You gotta stand up but for your boy. The, no, no, no. The, yeah. I think he's the Wes Craven of that movie, though. Yeah, he is. He is. He's, yeah. the, he's, he's the, the meta, fucked up. comedic character of. Yeah, and honestly, of a meta comedic. No, nobody's death in Scream affected me that much, except for Randy's. Yeah. When Randy dies, it yeah. was like he oh. dies. Spoilers. 
That's literally <laughs> how we started this. We said that when he's in he's the third, in the movie, third movie, movie, in the video if tape. If I'm in this tape, I'm, I've been killed. Oh, so they found the tape. I understand. I guess yeah. my brain didn't make the connection. Oh, his yeah, like yeah. random ass sister comes in. Like, yeah, that, they're like, that oh, girl. this is his sister. I'm like, what? Did she, was she in? I had to go back and watch Never her. mentioned. Was she in? Never like, mentioned. Did they ever talk no. about her? He, no. he gets dragged into a van because he's, he's on the phone with the killer and he's taunting him to yeah. try to like save his friends and he's out in public yeah. like like no oh. way that he would be murdered because he's in the middle of this park no of course he'll be murdered because he gets <laughs> ripped he gets pulled into a van and gets stabbed to death but nobody can hear him because some young Is ethnics it? are walking by with a boombox oh. dancing oh. and the yeah. boombox drowns out his death when yeah. you say ethnics yeah, so I was about let's, to say. Let's, let's make it very clear what are we saying here because <laughs> you're <laughs> ethnic and I'm certainly ethnic so you're saying yeah. Well, I'm, I know I'm, I'm at least one fourteenth Cherokee. Uh, I think fourteenth. <laughs> I don't even know how that. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, <laughs> oh, and then you just see all the blood come out of yeah. the bottom. Yeah, it's it was, just like it was so sad. Yeah, very, very, very good. I stuff. don't love slasher films, but I will say Scream. Camp. Scream is a good. Um, we'll see what camp's hilarious. That's it's stupid, scary. Um, terrified. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that made me physically <laughs> ill. No. But anyway, that's we just gotta say that, that for the most, yeah, that that most horrific that scene I've ever seen or sixties. That's uh, maybe seventy. Uh, late seventies, no, no. early eighties. Early eighties, yeah. Okay, mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, though, uh, but as far as like structure of a film, I know we're talking about characters, but this the scream is very well structured because mm-hmm. um, it opens up and gives you basically a thesis for the movie because the scary the the guy is calling Drew Barrymore and explaining like talking about scary movies and stuff like that. So it really gets you set for what the movie's going to be. Mm-hmm. So it does have an iconic Which opening scene. Oh, it's well, such and an that's, iconic series. Yeah. yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about was <clears throat> yeah, Ghostface. First Ghostface. thing, first thing for Ghostface is that, that mask opening is fucking scene everywhere too though. That opening scene is one of the most vicious hardcore attacks that I've seen in a horror movie. Yeah. Because he not only... I don't remember the the attack. I just remember the whole dance that they do. So not only does he... Yeah, he does the whole, you know, what's your favorite scary movie, which is also iconic at this point. He... What's your name? He murders her boyfriend. I want to know what to call the person I'm looking at or something like that. Yeah, he like very slowly unravels the fact. It's almost like it's a a little nod to... uh, you know, There's uh, been when movies. a stranger calls. Yes, yes, yes. And he's like, you know, letting her know slowly that he's in the house, and then you see her boyfriend outside. The lights. Yeah, on how the did her boyfriend get outside? If he he's was, if he's inside or whatever. No, he wasn't with her. He wasn't inside the house. Yeah, he wasn't. She, she didn't know he was there. He was outside, and he he kidnaps her boyfriend. Yeah. The lights are on out on the patio, and he gives her the chance to answer so questions. So he's like, about he's on movies. the phone in the corner, and then he comes out and like guts the guy, and then comes back in the corner on the phone. Mm-hmm. Again. Let's not question doing? logistics here. Okay. Yeah. Right. Suspend Let's, your disbelief. Okay? Yeah, come on. <laughs> it's very fast. But uh, here's here's what's terrifying. Okay, two things with the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. The lights are on in the, on the patio. Then they go off, and when they come back on, his guts are hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Very graphic. Then for her, he gets her outside. He stabs her. Yeah. She is on the phone and her parents, because it's the 90s. How does the phone lines. stay in her hand? I, I remember that. She too. was running out of the house with the phone. No, in her I know, but after he stabs her, she's dead. Also, he's carrying her. Right? Owning a no, no, no. That's, she's not, that's she's why not, it's terrifying. Wait, let me, let me finish. Yeah. Let me Sorry. finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She gets, he's, she's running Do you want and to he comes it? up. <laughs> he comes up behind her and stabs her. From and behind? then from behind, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, as a, behind, he stabs her like, like reaches in the around and stabs, yeah. Oh god, pretty yeah. dangerous. And then and dad. then she gets dragged while she's still alive, clutching the phone, 
her parents get home yeah. and hear her on the phone line and they hear her dying. Oh, man. And on top of that, <sighs> she is within like 15 feet of her parents. They don't even but know he, he choked her out and broke yeah. her windpipe. Yeah, so. so she can't get her parents' help. Oof, so she is dying on the phone. Yeah. And then what he does to finish it off is he guts her and hangs her from the tree. So when her parents do find her, they see her in the front yard, hanging from a tree so, yeah, with I, her guts hanging out. So like, yeah, how that's fucking like, brutal? That's why I like Andy Wilkes. I, I don't know if I love the brutality. I don't know if I care. It's, but, but how do but, people not get you, you that like that was supposed to be a spoof? Like, how God, did they yeah. not get the comedy that, behind that? That was like, hilarious. Was that was a hilarious awesome. moment. It wasn't like... No, <laughs> but that's... Yeah. that's yeah. 15, 15 like, uh, seconds away from their child. The whole movie doesn't have that level of brutality to it. It's that opening scene. No, that one scene at the end with... At the end, where they like where the credits are rolling, just stabbing each other. That part's pretty messed up. It's it's gnarly, well, no, but no, no. it's nowhere near that. that yeah, part, really? you don't get yeah. all the guts and everything hanging that part out where, except yeah, in that one bloody. scene where all those that white font is like rolling up the black screen. Yeah. The very end of the movie. Yeah, that part. The credits rolling. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and walk out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then my other argument. For I Ghost think Face. that was an argument for Randy and how much comedy he brought to that it. part where they say the FBI will find you two hundred thousand dollars if you copy the movie okay, that was that's terrifying, terrifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. can you imagine you wouldn't down that's like almost as much as my student debt like you know it's crazy but no the other the other thing that I love about Ghostface is that it's always a different person yeah it's okay, never that's interesting too there's only out of the four movies only one movie has a single killer well the other movies have multiple killers what's smart about that is is that you can do a franchise with it because I really don't I know we, we're not we'll talk about Jason and, and all those other ones later Freddy. but I really don't like those movies that just keep recycling the same person and it's like he's resurrected now oh he's and now he's his really mom good now reasons. he's this and it's like it's such it's so lame like yeah but I like that you, you, you set like it up that, at the beginning though. that it's multiple people and then you can the killer is like a uh, what's the guy from Princess Bride, another Rob Reiner film. That was uh, the one that I was trying to think. The what? dread, the dread, yes. the dread pirate Roberts. Roberts. He it's can be whoever, whoever, it is, yeah. it's whoever it is. That's really good. So yeah, Rob Reiner, uh, Princess Bride, when Harry met Sally, fucking misery. Well, out of all those, Princess Bride is the best. Oh yeah, and the most that's terrifying. another misery. Those swamp rats. Yeah, yeah. I, no, what's crazy is they're actually is... those are tentpole movies though in a lot of like horror. Uh, romantic comedies and uh, I think fantasy. I mean, misery yeah. is yeah, like only cool. enjoy. It. Damn, is Rob Reiner the best director of our lifetime? No. Did this episode Very just change? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Rob Reiner. Yeah. Rob Reiner films. Exactly. This is actually your favorite um, director sucks. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say this is actually no longer a podcast about movies. It's a podcast dedicated strictly to Rob Reiner. Yeah. A hundred episodes. Today we're just covering to Rob Reiner. the Princess Bride. The Rob, <laughs> Rob Reiner Winers. That's who we are. No, Jesus <laughs> Christ. For sure, Princess Bride is the best out of those three. Yeah, I love that movie so much. It's very campy. Well, it's not even that. It's just that like anybody can enjoy Princess Bride. It's very quotable. And everyone does. Very quotable. Everybody does. All right. So well, so the other thing about Ghostface is that he can be multiple people, and the like motivations for every time it's always a new person, and every time the motivations are just. Very fucked up. That movie has yeah, so much, like... what is the motivation of the guy... Oh, his dad, like, cheated or something like that? That's what I'm saying, is that yeah. there's, there's so much subtext about He's everything. just a fucking, like, privileged white dude who's like, I'm gonna go fucking kill Literally, some Literally, okay, so... Yeah, I think it's something like that. <clears throat> which is... That's a movie for our time, honestly. He's an incel. Mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> yes. But he's not so an incel. So, in the first one... I'm discovering... Yeah, your, your, your in the first right one, up. it's basically he's... Yeah, his... his Nev Campbell's mom was the mistress to his dad which caused his parents to divorce and so his mom left him and that fucked him up psychologically Uh and then you have Matthew Lillard 
Also, amazing 90s. I love Matt Damon. Yeah. Why is he? Uh, what's not even just 90s. Actor. Yeah, just in general. SLC Punk, one of my favorite God, movies. Yeah, amazing. Fucking Hackers. Scooby-Doo 2. <laughs> Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Is that <laughs> so actually good. the, the title? Yeah. Of course it is. Solid film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dumb, <laughs> dumbass. Come on, dude. All right. No. Uh, I'm not up to date on the <laughs> Also, Best two. horror film, Scooby-Doo 2. That's what I told Brandon. Scooby I was like, do Matthew Lillard, please. But no, he... So... Matthew Lillard is just a stupid friend who gets roped into it, uh-huh. which honestly, that, that like, happens. three when years later, that shit happens. Three years later, Columbine happened, and they were like, whenever they were coming out with the second scream, they were like, well, this might, you know, you guys are kind of influencing people in a bad way because yeah. it's got that same general idea. But I was reading, so I did do some research about Scream, and one of the things I did like was the quote that was like, uh, the guy who does it, I think, says, or somebody says, you know, uh, horror films don't ins- don't make psychopaths. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that quote? yeah. Mm-hmm. They just make them more creative or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So, but so even the first movie is saying like, don't blame the exactly. Movie. Don't blame the movies. Exactly. These psychopaths are psychopaths, but these movies. And what's cool about that is, is that the movie is saying that the people in the movie who are psychopaths have been inspired by the horror films yeah, before, yeah. They say and that, that has made the them the more reveal. creative. Yeah. That's so fucking cool, dude. That's really and then, cool. I don't, I don't, I don't like slasher films. Too. I don't like Scream, but I respect Scream. I respect it. I think it's, I think it's cool. Concept. Please, I don't think the characters really matter that much in Scream. It's the way that the like the film is structured. Yeah, I think that thing that's, like, that's true. true. You could just interchange it with anybody. Well, Nev Campbell definitely holds out throughout yeah. the entire yeah. thing. She's Why very didn't we talk about her. We'll still talk about her. I think. That she well, and that's what I was going to go into next. Was that he? Okay, so her her mother's. There's a lot about sexism in this. Oh movie. yeah, her mother's like her mother's affair is what haunts her her whole life. Nev Campbell's character. Actually, pretty irrelevant. She's always suffering because of her mother's actions. Mm-hmm. So then, in the second movie, and this is actually very stupid, yeah. Because the whole point in the first movie was that that kid he was abandoned by his mother, yeah. And then in the second movie, his mother is the killer because mm-hmm. she's like, "Whoa, you, you killed, killed my, my son. son!" Yeah. And it's like, "Yeah, but you abandoned him. That's why he did everything in the first place." And then she literally just hires Timothy Oliphant from Timothy Oliphant is in the second one. <laughs> she just gets him out of a chat room and is like, hey, you want to help me kill people? And he's like, yeah, okay, cool. She's like, I'll pay for your college education. It's such a, it's such Student a... loans, again, are so terrifying yeah, that no, he is willing true. to murder. He's like, I will murder God, all damn, my I'll classmates. Fucking, I'll kill some people. Yeah. And then... And your student loans are paid off. So you're at that point... <laughs> Mine are, them. but Erica has enough that I will kill people to you pay those kill off. people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then third movie is her half-brother who, again, he's like... Our mother yeah. fucked us up so yeah. much, and he, she didn't accept us. Yeah. But the the half brother was a product of rape, wasn't he? Yeah, because they like talk what about the she yeah. was yeah. the mother was trying she to was become an, an actress. actress. I'm not aware of all this scream. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot to the movie. I mean, like it seems like a simple like and then, slash. Half brothers are half brothers are scary because they're like <laughs> carrying their entrails on the bottom half that's not there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's terrifying too. Yeah. It's a, it's and the CGI that they had to do to get him in that movie was yeah. pretty good for 2000. I heard they actually only use practical effects. <laughs> Holy shit. Can we talk about slice that okay. now? Can we talk about Candyman now? Well, hold on. Hold on. I just said one I just said one last thing. One last thing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The go. answer is no. No. no, no about the answer is a hard no. <laughs> one last thing was that I said Candyman four times now, by the way. That was the fi- that was the fourth uh, time. Row. Okay, well let's chill out. Do you have to be in a row? So we can't That's actually talk out, about Candyman. Can misery. <laughs> yeah, what is the um I can't mention his name. What is the uh What's the stipulation? What is it yeah. called? No no no, the uh god damn, it's like the uh like you can't bring up a case because it's it's too too old now. Statute oh. of limitations. What's the statute of limitation on saying that, <laughs> on that, that name? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Fifteen minutes. Okay. No. Um, so the last thing that I was gonna say was that Ghostface in the last film, like it he that character ages very well because in the last one then he ends up using technology and instead of yeah. mimicking horror movies, 
he wants to create his own horror movie. That's and cool. so they start mm-hmm. live is that streaming. The fourth one or? That's the fourth one. People have said the fourth one is good again, is whatever. Oh, it's it's, so good. it's solid. It's solid. Okay. It's not the best, but it's solid. And so he starts live streaming murders. Which... Also, can we talk about Emma Roberts and her role in horror these days in another episode? Because yeah. Emma Roberts is Emma actually Roberts killing the game. She's in all she's the in she's in Scream, Scream Queens. She's in Scream 4. Okay. Scream American Queens, Horror American Horror Story. Yeah. She is so doing an Emma Roberts yeah, I saw her Emma Roberts. I saw her yeah. Emma And what's Roberts Emma Roberts' character is best? She was on the first bad season of American Horror Story, in my opinion. I think the Witch's Coven season. I love that season. I've heard so very bad things about it. I'm so sorry, corny. I wasn't good. I think and I got to have I wanted to like it. Yeah, I saw you just like Witches. Up. Yeah, no, I just on. really like Witches. And they all look so good in all I like Witches too. And in the first four or five episodes of that season, I was like, dude, this season's going in such a cool direction, and then it just goes, yeah, blah, 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 no, it just same. falls off. I agree. Okay. The fucking saxophone axe guy, like, what the fuck was going that's on? That's the axe man. That's a real New Orleans so boring, murderer. Though. It was such a boring and stupid No, plan, that's I what get. I loved about it. Real like, life I loved, is often disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it was set in New Orleans. I love that they Should brought Murillo. Save, save, yeah. save it for the American Horror Let's not go into American Horror Story I'm going to fight for Coven. We'll do an American Horror Story. say about Scream, though? You were talking about Emma and Emma, but... Anything no, she else. was just. No, she I was just watching Emma Roberts. Because I want, I want you to get more. Because I think we got. We, I mean, we could do Randy. the Emma Roberts part. Do Randy or do <laughs> Ghostface, whatever you want to do from Scream. Though. I think we're um, done with Randy. Like, do you have yeah. anything more to say? About I mean, Randy kind of came back too in the fourth one because that character um, that's the murderer is based on him. Oh like, yeah, and he references the, uh, yeah, Randy. He references Randy. It's basically so much. a new I age mean, Randy. Yeah, everyone, everyone's characters are brought back in the fourth one. You know, in oh, some yeah. way. I think I remember hearing that. Yeah, but it's crazy to get the Randy character as um, the murderer at that point. Like, yeah. he becomes Randy archetype. Yeah. yeah. So. Also, Courtney Cox met David Arquette. David Arquette. Yeah. Arquette. Well, let's not talk about the bad things about the movie. <laughs> I forgot right. Courtney Cox was in Scream until I She's rewatched it. Okay. Gail Weathers? This is as long as my other episodes are, and yeah. we need to talk about Candyman, and we need to talk yeah. about uh, Interview the Vampire. Who so we're going to cut. We're going like to. I mean, well, also, there was like 20 minutes talk, before. 10 minutes. 10 minutes where we didn't do anything, so cut that out. A lot yeah. of this shit gets cut out okay. of post. Yeah. But I'll cut some of my misery. I'll cut some of my misery. I only need one second. Yeah. And then he wins. Okay, it's over. That's it, yeah. All right. So, while Candyman is terrifying, the the dude Candyman is yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Who who plays him? Tony Todd. Tony Todd. Who is that? Tony Todd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> TT, bro. Uh, Candyman. Uh, okay, so it's it's self <laughs> Candyman. Yeah. A few other things, but just you Candyman. Define really? him without yeah, yeah. using Candyman. Even his mom, like they're like, who's Tony Todd? She's like, oh, he played Candyman. She's yeah. Like, <laughs> she's like, who is that? It's like, my, that's my son, Tony Todd. Yeah. Can't like, say wait, anything wait. else about him. No, yeah, she's, they're like, wait, is he your son? Well, he's Candyman. That's that's what he is. So that's gonna be like his epitaph on his gravestone. Just yeah. say Candyman. Oh yeah. God, that'd be yeah. amazing. Yeah. And then there's another grave yeah. that says Candyman, and Can it says Tony Todd. Uh, no, I got you. Just Candy Woman. All right. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. So, anyways, Candyman, terrifying dude, but I think Helen is a more interesting character. You know, she actually has character development, and yes. Like I said, I'm operating under the assumption that she is actually responsible for the Candyman murders. Mm. which is pretty terrifying. It's established pretty early on that she's, like, obsessed with following this sort of, like, urban myth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's shown because her and her friend go to, like, the projects Mm -hmm. to investigate this murder. Where does this take place in? This is such a good thing. Chicago. That's what I thought. In an actual actual place. Cabrini Green, which is actually, like, tenement housing. Yeah, very dangerous, like, housing projects run by gangs. Yeah. And she is, like... Breaking in and crawling, gentrifying in, it, yeah. 
Yeah, she really is. <laughs> like literally, the, she pulls up and they're like, "White woman." Oh yeah, cops. No, no it is very much white woman shows up and I thinks think she can movie, do whatever. She that's wants. another thing that's great about that movie is besides character is the racial the subtext, interplay. Yeah. Sub, so much subtext. Oh no, it's very. But real. people accuse it of being racist when it came out, but I feel like it's does a good job of like yeah. highlighting stuff. No, I think it shows that if there's anything racist in it, it's pointing it's this, out. It's yeah. this rich white woman who shows up and thinks she can do whatever she's, she wants. She's um. What is it called? Uh, when you're when you're uh, almost like a, it's like putting them in a museum kind of thing. Like yeah. this is my my zoo almost. Like she's going. She's to, just using them for research, but she doesn't. What is it called? Doesn't actually care about their struggle. It's like a sideshow or a circus. Like I, I I'm fine where I'm at. I'm gonna go there to have like a, it's like a safari. They call it a, a hood safari. And like you go to experience. What the fuck is that a term? I've heard that before. What is the term? Like it's that. a term like that. It's like you go to like. Oh yeah, I went to the hood once, and like you have a story to tell later. You know what I mean? I can't remember what it's called though, but it's called being fucked up and being white. That's what yeah. it is. So, anyways, she's <laughs> fucked up white. She's basically shit. breaking into this apartment where someone was murdered, supposedly by Candyman, and her friend is like, you know, what are you doing? You're taking this way too far. Let's Who just... is an African American woman? Yeah, her yeah. friend is black, and she's like, let's just leave. You know, this isn't worth it because they're not even solely supposed to study Candyman. It's like. Various urban legends. Various urban legends, but she becomes fixated on it. And her friend is like, you know, this is not worth it. It's very dangerous. Let's leave. But she still is, I would say, basically obsessed and goes in. Yeah. And I think that... Like every white uh, character in any horror, she wants to go towards the horror. Whereas the black character is more reasonable. It's like, no, I'm not trying to die. Fuck that shit. Yeah. (laughs) And then dies anyway. True. She her Spoiler friend does alert. die. I didn't know actually. I was just so, guessing. I was guessing. That's how bad the trope is. Yeah. I think it's this obsession combined with the head trauma that she receives shortly after mm. that results in her like becoming the killer, basically. Yeah. In the end she sort of yeah, gets transformed. Because Well and what's weird is he she, asks her she, to be a victim. Yeah. Mm. And then she just wakes up. He doesn't make her the victim. He asked her to be the victim. She wakes up in this lady's apartment, and her, her son is missing, and her dog is murdered. Not not her son, the the woman that she... Not Helen's, right? It's, no, it's, the, yeah, the resident of this apartment. Anne Marie. Yeah. yeah, in the same, uh, the same housing project. Which, by the way, the... Talk about horror, your kid being missing. <clears throat> the Lakeith Stanfield thing? Yeah. He's going to play that kid I thought you were gonna as he gets older. Kid. Yes. Well, yeah. That'd be amazing. <laughs> he was, that was his first role, and he plays it again 30 years later. Oh, oh, shit. Wow, it's like boyhood or whatever. There he is. It's like fucking boyhood, but yeah. Goddamn. So anyways, like the supernatural <laughs> aspects of Candyman is pretty scary, but it's also, it's a little corny. It's It's, slasher. it's like, it's uh, what's it? Bloody Mary, you know? It's yeah. like, you look in the yeah, mirror, and you Mary say his name, something. and he shows up. All right, up. go fucking do it right now, then. It's, it's okay, yeah. Done. It's a little corny, but... I think the idea that it's actually just this lady who is recreating these murders Possibly, and emulating yeah. this myth yeah. is even scarier, honestly. Well, and I, I also saw a really cool reading, and if I can find it, and I'll, I'll plug it like on our Twitter or whatever when we have it, but uh, you know, follow us at Your Favorite Character Sucks. But I saw this one dude who did a really cool reading. I think it must have been for a project because it was, it was very presented like it was like for a college project or whatever. But he was reading it as like, because Candyman is originally an artist. Mm-hmm. It was like right after slavery ended, and what? he was he was he was an artist. He was an aristocratic, yeah. uh, black man. Yeah, which by the way, I heard that like Watchmen does the whole thing of like black people being uh, prevailing after the Civil War and then just being fucking crushed by racist assholes. Yeah. 
Um, and this is his story too: is that he yeah. prevails. He's a great artist, or whatever. And the white people in the in the town can't fucking handle it. And uh, he makes a pass at a white well, woman. Well, yeah. So they kind of like. So this is holes. Yes. Holes? Yes. So when he <laughs> when Shia he, LaBeouf. Yes. Yes. Holes when Shia he's doing LaBeouf. the art thing, you know, they kind of. Oh yeah. You know, it's kind of like a niche art because it's like, oh, it's art from a black dude. And so, you know, he has like an audience. But then as soon as he gets like with the white woman, it's like, oh, too far. We got to kill yeah, him. And they cut his hand off. Yeah. Which, which, by the way, uh, lynch mob stuff like that, usually if they were, if it was somebody chasing a white woman, and this is what the guy mentions in his little synopsis or his thesis or whatever, they would cut off like, okay, he's a horny dude who's going to have, they cut off like, you know, they castrate him basically. Yeah. Jesus. So, but he's an that, artist. That happened a lot in lynchings. And you so he's an artist. Remove his ability to, to create art. Yeah. So he says the whole movie is about art and about uh, you know you want your uh, what does an artist want? What does a, a you know they want their name to be known? They want their their work to live on and stuff like that. And so what is he doing? He's trying to keep his name alive. He's trying to keep his art alive. And each murder is like another performance of art. Is basically what well, this thesis is. So I think it's a cool reading of it. My that is really cool actually. My argument against Helen is that... Oh, shit. Because... This is the first time we fought someone this episode. Uh, yeah. Your favorite character sucks. Here it goes. Well, <laughs> because they... Yeah, they give they give Candyman a whole backstory, which is that that he, he got his arm cut off, he gets covered in honey and put next to a hive of bees that he's stung yeah. to death. Which, by the way, that's what I was going to bring up when we were talking about... We were going to talk about realistic... Like, they say that they are eating the honey and stinging him to death. I don't know how accurate yeah. that would they, be. Well, they sting him when he's allergic if they, to bees. If they think you're taking their, attacking their hive, then they're going to sting you. Oh, wait. Sorry. Before I yeah. move on. I also found out that Tony Todd... Yeah, the bees were real. Fucking genius. He negotiated yeah, a bonus for every sting he got. The bees were real. He got stung twenty three times. So he, he, got he had to have bees in his mouth. Dollars yeah. just from bee stings. He put real bees in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. We were talking about practical. Commitment. We were talking you about practical that, stuff. Though, yeah. Not get stung. He got stung. He got stung twenty three <laughs> times. <laughs> but made twenty three thousand extra. Is that worth it? I suppose so. That's pretty cool though. The yeah. real bees and, the, and they trained yeah. them or whatever. They yeah. said that they like got young bees that that wouldn't have powerful stings and stuff like that. It's really neat. Well, so. I think he has this whole interesting backstory. And so you're yeah. saying Candyman is more interesting than Helen. I do. I think he is. But I think in, in your defense also. Like, he's boring in the present, though, because he just kind of stands there with no, a He does, yeah. And he never his, actually. His backstory doesn't really coincide with his present thing. Unless you read deeply into it like that guy did, like about yeah. the art and all that stuff. Well, and there's. It's not, it's not clear in the movie if, the, if that is the case. There's a scene at the end where there's a mural of his old lover. Yeah, yeah. And so the, the argument is that. Helen could potentially be a resurrection of his old lover. And so his whole thing is like, oh, you know, that's why he wants her to be his victim. He wants her to willingly join him so that yeah. they can be together forever. But it's kind of spooky. I have, another, I have another thing about Helen, though. I, if you have more, go for it. I, I, I do. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and so I think that, I think he has a very interesting backstory, and I think it's a very cool character, but I just don't think that it's fleshed out enough. But I don't, I don't, I didn't get that, that idea that Helen was actually doing all the murders the entire time. Um, because at the end of the movie, she turns into her own urban legend, yeah. and then she's the killer at the end. Mm-hmm. So, well, I, see, how I view it is she is recreating his murders, mm-hmm. and then that lady knows the. Yeah. You said her name earlier. Really. Wait a minute. Yeah. Is this fucking cultural appropriation? In what way? Is she, she's she's going in a, and she's taking well, yeah, a black, black murderer. Murder, no, murder, but she, she becomes. I would say she becomes the new myth. She, she replaces does. him. For sure. She's the Iggy Azalea and of so at fucking the end, murders. They, the whole community shows up to her funeral and throws the freaking meat hook in her grave. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so it's like she becomes the new 
Myth. urban legend. Yeah, the urban legend, yeah. She definitely does. Yeah, so I agree like, with that 100%. When we say urban legend, how are we, are we using the word urban? Well, okay. so she becomes, the new, she becomes the new myth, but uh, Candyman was the urban legend. Oh God! Oh, because Jesus yeah. Christ! Because if it, it's about a white person, it's a myth. Yeah, she's the suburban legend. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, anyway, but no, she um, definitely. I do agree. She definitely does become the urban legend. Which is really cool. And, yeah, and it is very cool. Candyman, one of the first iconic like black horror yeah. figures too. That you had like oh, Freddy, and, and you had. And we were talking about Jason. Just his like costuming and appearance yeah. is badass. Like huh? he he just has a sick eighteen hundreds. Fucking French pimp coat. Literally floor floor length fur lined coat with that horrific yeah, just meat hook. Literally the only scary thing stump. about him is that bloody stump. He's got a hook. good voice too, right? I think. I oh yeah, think that's very, why Tony Todd is iconic because his voice scary is so, voice. so Tony Todd, not even Candyman. No, yeah, Tony Todd. He's in any horror movie that he's in, a big part of what he does is All right. his voice. Um, the other thing about Helen that's cool, mm-hmm. I think that is positive for your character, is they do deal with like sexism a little bit with her character too. So you know, uh, Candyman was created out of racism, and I think Helen's character is a little bit motivated by her like as a, as a woman being separated because her husband, you know, is this like uh, what is he like a professor or something? Or, yeah. yeah, and he sort of like puts her aside, you know, a lot yeah. like when they're in conversations, like oh, you know, her things are laughable, like my stuff is more serious, you yeah, know? and then sure. he cheats on her. Yeah, he's cheating, and. Um, so there's yeah, a lot of that. Kind I of think, thing. yeah. So she's trying to convince everyone that you know this Candyman shit is going on, and and, and she's hysterical. Yeah, exactly. She's hysterical. She needs to get put Everyone's away. Just saying you're crazy. Yeah, yeah. So there's a little bit of sexism going on there, which kind of makes that character interesting too, because she's battling with that and and uh, showing us that movie. We got to get to Louis, and then we'll do the final part of this. But interview with the vampire. Man, so you can only talk about the film because. I'll, I'll mention the book. The book is 70s. I feel like it's not really... 70s? Anne Rice wrote it in the 70s? I think 79. I talked about... It's like uh, Star Wars is considered well, the 80s, book, but it's book and movie, I'm telling you, are very close. It's a very... Uh, I talked about it all the way through 2011 because it's still part of the... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I didn't story. bring up the book just because I didn't feel like it was wrong. Also, you're not talking about the scream book. The script? Yeah, the junior novelization. The graphic novel. The novelization. God, the junior novelization. I always love talking about it. Yeah. I'm interested in the junior novelization of... Interview... Uh, based upon the movie, based upon the book. So there's just Christ. many layers and you just keep chopping yeah. things out. Um, so Louis, though, is a cool character, I think. I, I think, think Louis is. is the best character in the movie. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, he's the main uh, character. He's the one telling the story. So everything I like Lestat, the too. Lestat doesn't and have... And Kirsten Dunst's character is really cool, too. But their character... Well, her character is cool. Lestat doesn't get as much characterization in the film. In that and that. And also, the stuff that he does uh, get is all through the lens of Louis. Yeah. So Louis's telling the story, so... Like whenever he describes like Lestat shit like that, he always describes yeah, it's it as like, the, it's, it's like an archetypal vampire. Like yeah. cares for himself, will feast. He's on, a maniac. Like, humans, and like, yeah, literally he just, has mood swings. Yeah, exactly. Bipolar. A lot I of the Lestat same. Lestat telling the story. No, no, no. Louis is Louis, Louis is the is. one telling the story. Lestat is the, is the second novel, which there's no movie for that. Yeah. But, no, there uh, is. Queen of the Damned. Queen, Queen of the Damned, Damned is not. No, yeah, it's got a movie. Came out. Came out. It had a movie. But Queen of the Damned is a book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lestat is the second book. Vampire Lestat is the second book. I don't think that's the movie. Oh. It's not. Wait, so am I wrong? The, there's Tom like Cruise is alive at the end. Anne Rice vampire oh. books. Tom Cruise is alive at the end. He just knocks off some random dude. That's how it ends. He doesn't knock off a random dude. He kills the shit out of Yeah, exactly. Which, by the way, Louis trying to get the word out about vampires, not getting fucking out because Lestat kills that guy. And that whole, like, Christian Slater is trying to get turned into a vampire. Yeah, that's and Louis is like, you're not oh, listening man, to this story. I love that, yeah, he's no, like, so this whole good. story is it's trying such, to tell you why it's terrible. God, dude, yeah. such a good so the uh, thing plot. About the interview Ugh. and why it's like so scary. It's because you think about like the circumstances that led to like, like specifically like Louis becoming a vampire or whatever. Yeah. 
So, like, a lot of, like, turmoil with his family stuff. He feels, like, responsible for, like, his brother's yeah. death. And then he gets changed by Lestat, who, like, essentially just, like, I feel Lestat like... Lestat comes from poverty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, there are motivations like money, right? Because he's, like... Class, kind of, class is a big part of this, oh, this Yeah, story. for sure. Yeah. So, he turns him for money and, like, for companionships and stuff like that. Um, but it sucks because, like... Sucks. Because it's a vampire movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's his count. That was a good one. Yeah, it's like when I think of counts. No, I don't even think of Dracula. I think of one, two. No, I don't even think of. I think of Chocula. Ah. So really, we're taking you to two layers down. Like you think of the most famous vampires, like Dracula is definitely at the top, and then the Count, right from Sesame Street, probably be the second one. Then the third one is probably Count Chocula, right? Yeah. Doctor Acula. But what about Louis? Yeah, let's talk about Louis. (laughs) Oh yeah, Louis. So Louis falls even further down on that list, in my opinion. But I do love the character. He's below Count Chocula. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, go. I mean, how often? Okay, if I mention like Count Chocula to a random person off the street, they'll definitely be like, "Oh yeah, that's actually hundred percent true." (laughs) Name recognition. First of all, we don't even know Louis' last name. We know Count Chocula's last name is Chocula. (laughs) (laughs) Also, uh, Louis just had like money and status as like an indigo plantation owner. Yeah. Chocula is a count. Okay. (laughs) That's a level of richness that far surpasses. So, and you think about the way like vampires are, you know, it's like usually like typically like as they age, yeah, uh, they get more they power. They don't age. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, as they get as older, time passes, yeah. as time passes, they just get power. I think that's part of Anne Rice's like they sort of level. develop. They understand things better. And well, they also just it. literally get new. You powers. can gain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So think how powerful Chocula is. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's what I'm saying. I mean, he can make the most delicious cereals. Exactly. So. Yeah. He turns your milk into chocolate milk. Holy <laughs> shit! Uh, so, um, Which is Jesus a Christ. great post-workout uh, beverage. Oh. <laughs> So I'm not even arguing for for Louis here. Actually. Yeah, I can't get back to uh, Louis is awesome though because like, like after that whole situation where like he thinks like he's responsible for the death of his like brother, he wants to like kill himself, too cowardly to do so. Which I feel we've all been there. Um, <laughs> yeah. And like so, <laughs> we've all had a rope around our neck at some point. <laughs> and no, but then he thinks that like this is like sort of the out and is like drunk and haze. He's like, okay, I'll be turned into a vampire, and that's like you think that's something you want when you're drunk. Yeah. Exactly. Like not when you're drunk. when you're in a weak. Yeah, when you're in a weak state of mind or if you're just a weak-willed person and you're sort of seduced by that, like, life of immortality. Uh But then, like, you know, you find out – it's sort of, like, very similar, I think, to, like, in Misery. Like, you find out, like, the longer the film goes, he starts describing his, like – and he does it, I think, in a better way because instead of just, like, the story being, like, the point that drives it, right? Like, her craziness is, like, sort of revealed. He's just telling a story about them, Mm -hmm. right? About their their family unit, which ends up being Kristen Dunst's character, Tom Cruise, and – Eventually, they – Caregiver, but that's when Lestat's gone, right? Yeah, like, that's after Lestat. They they, they assume he's dead. They try to kill him. Well, they yeah. they try to kill him. Um, but apparently, like, vampires are immortal besides being in the sun. Well, I mean, they have they like fucking burn that archety- dude. Archetypal weaknesses is sunlight, yeah. fire, uh, yeah. holy water. But he didn't die from fire, so he's too too old and too powerful, right? That's that's like one of the things. And there's a bunch of like lore that goes into it, but I don't even yeah. care about that stuff. Because Lestat has actually talked to like ancient pharaoh. Like apparently vampirism goes back to like Egypt yeah. in the books. And so the most um, powerful vampires are like from way back when. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't care about that lore stuff. In interviews specifically, he's like more one-dimensional. He's a Scientologist too, so that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, and honestly... No, for real. Yeah, no, he's an agent of... I can't support that. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had to get those powers to fight Xenu. Zenu, yeah. To fight him? Yeah. You need to fight Zenu? Is Isn't that... Zenu the bad guy? I don't think Zenu's the bad Zenu's guy. Zenu's the bad alien guy. 
Maybe yeah, I mean, let's not plug Scientology. Save it for the Scientology. The favorite Scientologist. Yeah. <laughs> a famous uh, Scientologist or ex-Scientologist. Yeah. We're going to have to cut all this in post because I'm not comfortable including anything about Scientology. Oh, God. You think they're coming after us? Well, we're too small. But, you know, somebody comes back and, like, years later, and it's, like, going through our podcast and our Twitter and stuff. And then... Oh, yeah. Once we're big. Yeah. Once we're huge. Cecilia hasn't commented on Scientology. (laughs) (laughs) But not commenting is just as bad as being... Exactly. Yeah, you have to say something pro. Cecilia was out of the room when this happened. (laughs) I just came back from Russia. What was the conversation? What's what's that? that I feel like we gave them more of a chance. We, We went to the church in Austin. Did you? Yeah. That's okay, terrifying. Real, though, let's, that's that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that's no, terrifying. We're talking we, about if we've already gone 20 minutes over, we should probably not get into no, psychology. No. <laughs> so yeah, the, the reason why Louis is such a good character and why like the movie as a whole is like kind of like a horror, um, it's dark fantasy for What's sure. What's scary in that movie? What, what scares? What I'm, just, I'm wondering if there's okay, anything so scary. Because I'm really scared. Of the prospect of like one, Wanting to kill yourself, tragic. and instead tragic, being turned yeah. into an immortal, yeah. like being. Un- I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to disqualify your character, but I do yeah. want to know: is so, it is it really horror? I don't there know. was nothing in that movie that necessarily unsettled scared me or that. scared me. I do honestly. Yeah, that's because you know it can be a little fucked up. I mean, they are killing. You got to be like subsumed with the feeling of like existential dread and having to live with that. I can see that the rest of your fucking life. And the problem is, is like he gets changed when he's like in a state of weakness, and he thinks it's like fine at first, but as he lives like like. And he like can't turn back. A half back. century, a century, and, and beyond. And then he questions like the nature of like who he is. Like, yeah. like he, does God even like exist for people uh, like him and that kind of stuff? I like mean, that. he's like feasting on rats, and he doesn't. Shit. He, like, humans. literally, he, he doesn't want to eat humans. He doesn't want to succumb to like who he is. That right? makes him a really cool character, too. which which makes him an awesome. Because how are vampires represented before that? Not like that, exactly. You know, and he still has all of like the nature of like a vampire. Like he's Brad Pitt, right? He's like he has all like the seductive powers and like stuff, and he could do all these things if he wanted to, and he doesn't do them. Uh, because he lives with that like feeling of like I am human, he's but like I'm not a, uh, human as well, and he can't kill he's, himself he's like an, still because he still is too much of a coward. He's like an ascetic, like he's like a like a very like Taoist kind of like I could do things, but I'm gonna be simple. I'm not gonna do those things. What it was well, called? I think it's uh, also out of like fear for like of who he is. He doesn't want to become something. Yeah. Well, he still considers. He doesn't want to embrace that side of it. Yeah. 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 He I hates guess that. Himself. That is what he did. For and me, he hates that Lestat did that to Kristen Nuss's character as well, Claudia. Yeah. And oh, finally, yeah, Claudia. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we, I guess we've been dancing. There's around. also a very Kristen Nuss is not the name of the character in the film. Kristen yeah. Nuss is the actress who Anne plays. Rice, Anne Rice definitely elevated what vampires could be and asked mm-hmm. real questions that nothing had well, about before, vampires had asked before. Before Anne Rice, I think it was just literally yeah. Dracula. Bram Stoker. Yeah. Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is excellent. And now there's a bunch of crap. But I a mean, lot of I, it is based off of like. I think a lot of the stuff around, like, vampires, even, like, a lot of the, like, lore and, like, fiction, like, like, because if you and think Rice. about Dracula, mm-hmm. like, he can turn into a bat. Mm-hmm. He's got, like, a little bit of, like, mind power. They can't do that in Anne Rice's stuff. No. They, oh, they can. turn into bats? Well, they can fly. They can fly, yes. Which is better. Yeah, better than being a bat. Yeah. <laughs> like, being a bat is actually, that's, that's a downgrade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you can, like, fly, read mind, suggestion. Eventually, they become, like, daywalkers, mm-hmm. uh, which is... I guess, like, Blade is also, like, a part of that, too. I feel like everything comes off of, like, either Anne Rice, for the most part, like, all the modern stuff. Yeah. But also all the, like, I don't even care about, like, the lore stuff. I'm talking about the, like, existentialism of, like, wanting to kill yourself and then being turned into, like, an immortal being that, like, even if you wanted to kill yourself, like, it becomes, like, more difficult and still, like, being too much of a fucking coward to do it. Yeah. 
and that shit is fucking terrifying. It's pretty good. And the fact it doesn't that, scare me, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say is that it's for me It's a great character. Again, still. we were saying that like it's not necessarily straight up horror. And as far as like nineties horror goes, I don't it didn't scare me. I find I saw it young but, too. I saw it when I was young. Like the way that you're describing it, no, it's definitely I don't true. think it's about like being scared. Like slashers aren't scary. How you doing folks? My name's Mike Myers. And though, I know what you're thinking. Not the big SNL comedian from Love Guru. I'm just a horror aficionado who wants to help save lives. What's the scariest thing in life? Is it a crazed serial killer with a sledgehammer at the foot of your bed? Is, a, is it a hook-handed urban legend that appears in your bathroom window? Not at all. Mike Myers has been around for a while and I know that the scariest thing in the world is suicidal ideation and the experience of an existential crisis. After all, you can't run from yourself, right? Well, that's not a problem anymore because good old Mike Myers here has helped start a nonprofit organization where you can call and speak to a live, undead vampire. Give him a call. Let these blood-sucking counselors give you advice before you take your own life. If you let one of our live, undead vampire counselors come to your house and do a home visit, you'll have a lifetime to discover what life is worth living for. If you're feeling down on your luck like Louis Dupont de Lac, portrayed beautifully by Brad Pitt in the documentary series Interview with a Vampire, then you need to give us a call at 1-800-LIFE-SUCKS. That's 1-800-L-I-F-E-S-U-X, where we say give life a second chance. Okay, well, here, here's the third part then. Let's talk about the characters in specific categories. Uh-huh. Which character out of all these is the most terrifying? Like, which one, if you found out that you were in a room or in a forest or anywhere alone with this character, you would be the most terrified? Candyman? Candyman's pretty fucking terrifying. Oh, wait, we're not doing Candyman, though. Oh, by the way, Candyman, well, that's, yeah, Helen. Well, then Ghostbusters. But Helen becomes, <laughs> Helen becomes the Candyman figure later, so we could consider a sort of Candyman. But uh, Candyman here, I mean, I want to say it was one of the sequels to Candyman, and I could just be completely wrong, but, like, it was a boy on a toilet, and, like, a fucking hook comes out of the toilet and gets him. Oh, I wow. seriously, from a young age, I saw that scene... I could not sit on a fucking toilet. That's like that. the gruesome version of the. I, brush, I seriously, I, comes out of the I, back of your head. I am not joking. From the age of like five to like almost ten, I used to sit on the toilet like with my hands on the what seat the fuck like is this, wrong with you? and I like, look down every at night, at night, not in, like during the day. Okay. But at nighttime, I would go and I'd be like just panicked because that scene fucked me up. Like the idea of sitting there—it's the most vulnerable thing to what, be naked on a toilet, like you know, and just yeah, it's fucking terrifying. Sure. So that scared me. But yeah, so Candyman is the one that's the most scary when you're by yourself. Well, this character is not Candyman. Okay, well, yeah. Helen becomes Candyman, I guess, in a way. You know? is that well, I think, well, that's up for debate. Yeah, I think, I think oh, yeah. Candyman is totally scary. Not Candyman. She but Helen is a better own, character. You say Helen, Helen, Helen. I mean, it's the same sort of concept, though. You summon her so and she Candy kills Man, you with a fucking hook. She doesn't kill you with a hook. She for does? Me, it's like the difference oh, yeah, actually, no, I'm sorry, you're right. She does have some She but kills also, her husband with I mean, if, you, if you're just going by that, I mean, is Candyman Bloody Mary? Is it the exact same thing? Yeah, true. I don't know. The thing about Ghostface, I'd be most afraid of Ghostface because it'd probably be John. Wait, what the fuck? It would be me, yeah. It'd be yeah, right, person literally you like out of this table. Most and least Here's suspect. the thing. Yeah, because it's always a white person. You're yeah. right. It's always right. a white person. Here's the thing. Right. The most... That's terrifying. Because that, <laughs> those movies are primarily just white people. It really is. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Sorry, it's just like <laughs> ratios. Yeah. Here's the thing. The most uh, underprivileged group in 2019 is white men. I mean, oh, okay. we've we've taken a lot of L's. <laughs> okay. We've taken a lot of L's. Yeah. I mean, this is a rabbit hole. We can't say whatever we want anymore on podcasts. You have to be Gordon Hayward. Fans, you can't even. You can't even get an. Fans. You can't even get an SNL job if you you know said some racial slurs. You know what I'm saying? Like, what Jesus the heck? Christ. Come on, guys. Yeah. So I'm going with Ghostface. Like in terms of like people I don't want to be in a room with. I mean, the reason I don't particularly like Scream is I think supernatural horror is much scarier. 
Because with someone like Ghostface, and the argument like we just saw on Scream 4 is that some people find it scarier because it's more real. That's true. But for me, I'm like, at least you know you can fight back or you know you can run. I could probably outrun a dude in a robe. No, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. And no, Brandon's actually and surprisingly fast. In, 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 in a party movie, city mask and robe. Yeah, I can barely see out of his side. He's house. never a faster athletic person either. He gets fucked up multiple times in all of those movies. Yeah, what's her name? Beats the shit out of him halfway Yeah, yeah, like throws like a beer bottle and just just cracks. Yeah, he really gets fucked up. So it's definitely true. That's why I think. So like, that's why I think supernatural stuff is scary because you don't know how to deal with that guy apart. So no, what I'm saying is you're Ghostface. Hold on, the Scream Five Jujitsu Ghostface. In our hypothetical situation, he's Ghostface. I'm Ghostface. I'm and the he's, fucking ultimate. He's the one with martial arts. And you have the bat. I have a baseball bat, but that's not good enough. <laughs> he's not gonna stop first me. First of all, yeah, I mean, they, not gonna stop me. Bro. They had like a gun in at the end of it. Well, first of all, I have all this like fabric. He shot multiple I throw, times and has like a I throw my on. fabric up, and you don't. You just swing, and you don't know where I'm at, and then I come at you with a knife. Yeah, it's done. I might do this. So you think, <laughs> Jesus? Hey, I better not let the record show that, that uh, this is logged at exactly 6:41 p.m. According to this. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. This when this comes yeah. into court, they're gonna be like, "It was time for you, guys." Yeah. It was eight forty-one. We heard, well, we heard the delivery man knock delivery on the door, man? and, and then, uh, it's, it's gonna be also three oh three on my watch. <laughs> um, okay, so scariest if you're alone by yourself, whatever is it? I go with Ghostface. Ghostface, I go not Louis, because Louis's not gonna attack you. Yeah, Louis, yeah, Louis's a nice guy. Louis's not. Scary, I don't think. I would say maybe Annie Wilkes, just because. And it, well, I would say in in the context of the film, because yeah. you're helpless, you really can't. But it's not if you're helpless, yeah, it's not in the context of the film. If yeah. you're helpless, yeah. If you're in that situation of misery, then it's terrifying, right? Yeah. Annie was terrifying because she's specific. a sheep, or she's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. And that's terrifying to me. The snakes no in offense, the grass. Kathy Bates, I I think all of us could take you. Well, to be honest so, with you, I'm I just, would. I mean, just, well, I would Bates say, was disturbed by that character. You know, yeah. she didn't like it. So. I would say Annie Wilkes also because even though do do I think that she could physically overpower me? Yes, because I'm not very strong. I'm a, <laughs> but I'm going with Candyman. I think Candyman is the most terrifying. But also, for me, or Helen, I guess it would be it would be the fact that you can't predict what she's going to do. She's yeah. just she's too unpredictable and too wild. So that's right. why that's why I would say that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. For me, it would be Annie as well because first of all, I wouldn't even have to be two beers deep to agree to become a vampire. Yeah. Oh really? Saying yeah. Helen, so you did not Helen, learn Helen. any lessons from so, Louis. So, yeah, you no, know, I didn't you learn any. I was like, she that just shit looks at the awesome. She just looks okay, at the Okay, but she's no. watching Robert Pattinson in Twilight. Also, That's what she's secondly, I'm not gonna say no. Helen, Helen, I'm Helen, and be scared. Helen, <laughs> you only said it three times. I'm gonna though. say Helen. Why didn't you say five? I get a little scared. A little scared. Helen, before she dies, before it's supernatural. She just comes to you. She's this unassuming. She's also maybe a sheep. She's this unassuming grad student. With your theory. Yeah, who is like trying to stutter, study stories in your community, oh, yeah. and then she breaks in your home and kidnaps your she, baby and cuts your dog's head she, off. She is the okay, she yeah, is the white she's the middle class white person exactly. coming into the black neighborhood and doing fucked up fucking shit. up your kids, yeah. you know, yeah, all that shit, that's yeah, terrifying. taking your culture. Oh, that's, I that's guess actually, scary. I would say that Louis would be the most terrifying for me because but he won't hurt humans. He won't hurt humans, but would I? Would I fuck Brad Pitt? Yeah, of course. Oh, just, okay. just, just yeah. You, so, you, so so you really would try to rape me, him and then he would own you. For me, it's it's not that I'm scared he would hurt me. Yeah. You're scared of what you would do. I'm scared of I'm scared of being hurt by him. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so I think yeah, I think Candyman and Scream sort of got the on that. What who would be the most scary? Most popular, I would say probably Scream. Right? Ghostface is like every Halloween. Yeah, I would say kids still have, to this day. Kids know the Ghostface yeah, mask. Even, they don't know even if you yeah. don't know, it's there's Ghostface. Echoes of it. There's echoes of it. The you know what it is at least. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so most popular, yeah, and in it's those iconic. days, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I hope they come out with the five. Most three-dimensional. With Emma Roberts. Yeah, I think it would go to Louis or Angelos or Helen, maybe. I think it has Probably to be Louis. Louis. I would give it 2.5 Louis. dimensional. And it's unfair because Louis Louis's good. has a book about him. And I was going to say, especially because well, so Misery. Louis also oh, has... But Misery's from James Conn's perspective. Yeah, exactly. well, imagine, I don't know what the fucking character's name is. Jeff. It doesn't really fucking matter. <laughs> but no, I would say Jeff. Louis is way more three-dimensional. Jeff Whiteman. Especially uh, because he has... And he is very obsessed and focused on like, one thing. Annie. And with Louis, not only does he have a whole book, but you have literally centuries worth of history yeah. that you can attribute to him. And they go into some depth to it. Yeah. So I think that that's definitely the most. Oh, all right. So Louis' book is just about exploring like his who he is and like his beliefs and like religion and all those things. So yeah. by de facto, like it has to be him, I'd imagine. Mm. Okay. I mean, any other categories you want to consider? Players? What are other? Ca- are we doing any <laughs> other categories in the other ones? I can't think. Uh, like most attractive, Louis. I don't think that's relevant. I mean, uh, I would go with Randy. Kathy Bates. Randy, obviously. Kathy Bates, come on, man. Compared to Brad Pitt. It doesn't matter, like... You're comparing to Brad Pitt. When you're comparing to Brad Pitt, it's like... And, and yeah. Where's the bar? That wasn't even, like, the apex of, like, Brad Pitt's era. You know what I'm saying? It like, wasn't. Troy? No, that was early. Troy or Fight Troy. Club? I don't like Troy, because I don't like that hair. Fight Club? Troy or Fight Club Dude, was oh, just... God, yeah. When he... Nah, Troy, when he gets up from that, like, orgy that he has, and his fucking abs are... God damn, dude. For he's, me, it's just the very, hair that, that doesn't do it. So most again, if I was fighting, if I was best, best, best played, who whose character, whose actor or character was like best portrayed? Annie Wilkes. It could be, yeah. it could be her, but I think it could also be Brad Pitt. Brad, Brad Pitt did, did really well, good job. and I did like that character. And a lot of it was narration, the, the, though. The woman who played Helen, also very good. I think she she's iconic uh, for that role. I think that's like her most memorable role. I don't know. Her I don't know, I don't know, know anything else. else. I think that just the fact that we don't know who it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like What's, it, I think it's, that's, it's that's it starts with the V. And also to be fair, Kathy Bates did win like. She got an Academy Award. Right? Yeah, so somebody decided, yeah. somebody with some sort of credibility. I'm, I'm going to be honest. For all the other episodes, by the time we got to this point, I knew who I was going to choose. I still don't know. I don't know which of these I would say is the best. Oh, shit. I know which one's the worst. So that's all that matters. Which one's the worst? <laughs> I don't want to hurt Sessie's feelings. Right. So I'm not going to say Maybe the Academy should have won an Oscar, okay? Like, not nominated? But not for that one. I want to change my character to Dewey from Scream. <laughs> Oh my god, Dewey actually. Is such a great fucking character. Holy shit. Scream is full of great characters. Are there like, any other. We didn't do any other honorable mentions. I did. I did uh, Ash from you. We didn't have I was I thinking about um, Are there any other honorable mentions oh, that I, I can put thinking. back? Oh, okay. From can the I 90s? do some honorable mentions on just like good. Go ahead. Or not good, Hello. but. From the 90s. Fun, yeah, horror movies from the 90s yeah. was like Urban Legends. Urban Legend was great. Right? Yeah. Uh, also, what was the That's other one? That's the thing about horror is a lot of them, it's uh, not character based. It's, I know what you did last summer. Yeah. Yeah. A good Very one. good. Very good. They're plot based mm-hmm. or they're like situational based. So, yeah, I think. So, do you guys usually. Do you guys actually like choose? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. here's what we're going to do. We have to decide. Uh, so in your head, you have to make a decision. If if no if if you're still on the fence, we got to figure out a way to get you off the fence. I mean, well, I'm just gonna have to do it myself. Okay. So what we do is not smart, but it's tradition already, which is we all say the character that we think I is the best at once. You I just think go three, two, one, and you and just you say it. It's not it. smart, guys... but it's definitely wise. Okay. Do you guys? It's not smart because yourselves? you can't hear it you on can. the you can't hear it on the podcast. So like we always and we can't even hear it in person. We always end up having to go. What'd you say? Yeah. Scripts. <laughs> um, so, but we're still going to do it. So, for instance, like, first episode, John voted for himself, which is Snape, and I also voted for Snape, and so Snape won. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, Emily also voted for Snape. It was basically only me I think that was Matt always chooses himself. Of I'm going to vote for Snape. I'm, I'm smart. Okay. And I regretted choosing Xavier in the X-Men because I, I did like Magneto more. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I still yeah. won. So yeah. it, was, it was fine. Well, yeah. you didn't win. Magneto won. That's yeah, true. which is me. And honestly, oh, what are we Magneto. voting on? Because there's just so the many best, different aspects. We are deciding. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. overall, no, no, no. Depth, Depth, here's the thing. Scariness. Combination. Yeah, you have exactly. to decide. You have to and so it. here's the thing. Take and, I, into consideration. and again, this Can is we come back all tomorrow? of our podcasts also in the same way, which is me explaining to the guests the process and all that stuff. And then also saying that we're experts. We have spent 10,000 hours in this conversation. 10,000 hours is the definition well, we of an expert. seconds at least. At least. No, we haven't. And so... So, we are experts. So, whatever you think makes the best character is, in fact, what makes the best character. And whatever we say is the best character is, for once and all, the best character. Like, no one can even come up and say, my character is the best. We are objectively defining the best character of 90s horror right now. And if it's not that character, then your character probably no, sucks. No, yeah. okay. I know. I know what mine is. All right. <laughs> are you ready? Definitely no. It's legitimately yeah. easy. It's, I don't okay. even understand okay. what's in the Do contest. It. All right. You ready? <laughs> okay, yeah. Right. Three... Two, one, Annie. Who'd you say? Louis. All right, we're tied. Who'd you say? Annie. We're tied. We're never out of tie. Oh, shit. Wait, what's the tie? Okay. Annie Wilkes. You said Annie, right? Let me tell you what pushed me over the edge. Yes. Okay. Because when you said the 90s. Exactly. 90s that was for me makes too. me think. Oh, shit. Ghost for me face. too? That's because Annie, I was yeah. on the cusp for Those are right, great. Matt, yeah, those are great characters. Matt, but you have to be the I want to say, I think Louis is the best character. But yeah, I, I don't consider it a horror character. I still don't consider it a horror character. When you, you think, guys don't harbor the same sort of dread for life that I do. <laughs> when you think <laughs> 90s plus horror, I just feel like that's what Ghostface. All right. Well, Matt, you have to be the deciding deciding vote. And don't just pick... You know I stand alone, but if I had to choose between the two... Annie Wilkes or Ghostface yeah, for so, 90s but horror. Also, so the second best... It's harder to say Jesus that Ghostface is one character. It's fine. He's got to decide. He the second to best. The Matt has to break the tie. The, the second best 90s yeah. horror so character. So we're doing A and B. I'm nervous. Yeah. It has to be Annie Wilkes. I'm sorry. Oh, hey! I'm sorry. And it, I, it, it disturbs me so much to agree but, with the white man, but it just, it just <laughs> is what it is. But here's the thing. Top two horror characters, or top three, Louie, Ghostface, and Annie Wilkes. So you, you made it into the top three. It's pretty fucking cool. We figured it out. In that order. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know if Annie Wilkes is the best, but yeah, she's she's the best. I mean, she is the best. It's a wait, wait, didn't top you say two. second? No, I, I got confused second, also. Right? Yeah, you said oh, second. You're second after Louis, Louis. Number second one. after oh, Louis. Yeah, Louis is the first. Oh, second after he Louis. He said if he had to yeah. choose a second after oh, Louis. My bad. No, I, was also, I also got yeah. confused. I was, no, I was, I, was, I thought you were going to say second is her, and then first is Gofit. Yeah, that's what I thought you were saying. Oh, no, no sorry. He, yeah, he kind of got me. You thought you were doing a one-run. That's why I said whoa. That's what I thought. Because I thought I was. This isn't drama television. I'm just going to go and say it. It's okay, fucked well, up. Well, I'm gonna agree that you're wrong. Here's yep, the thing. Yep, I agree. We're all we're, <laughs> are we're all unsettled by the manic and uh, haphazard way that he presented that, which reminds me of Annie Wilkes. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. so unsettling because you never know. It's so unpredictable. Yeah. We did it. We figured out the best character in whatever series we happen to be talking about today. Wasn't it great when Matt said that one thing, and then John totally got him with that one joke? Brandon was a little quiet, but he made a few good points. Before we go, I just wanted to thank you for listening and ask if you would rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it. Tell your friends about it, share it on social media, and please join us on our social media accounts, Instagram and Twitter, at Your Favorite Character Sucks, where you can make comments and suggest what series you think we should do next. Thanks again, guys.